0: You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Federation of Nation, Narm and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firming our cheeks, our panzers flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at breakthroughassault.co.uk and to shop online at matterwoodhobbies.co.uk because Hammy is actually in a painting competition. If nice, dicey or vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Suit. Suit? Shoot and Suits. It's a new offshoot. we will wear fancy dress because it's Zoom conferencing. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Duncan Plastic Multipart Shirts and is the Devil Gosling.
1: Oh my god, these brumbas!
0: And Lee Short Shorts Pardell.
2: Who likes short shorts? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the third right.
1: Rhodesian
2: guy. scouts like short shorts.
0: <laughs> Welcome to episode 27, the one where we are on high alert. Lee, what are we talking
2: about tonight? Well, tonight we are talking about. Crap, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Something about big guns. Oh, oh yes, I've... so we're doing our top five big guns, so artillery pieces, anti tank guns, oh, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. We are look, going to do our loose lips sink ships and look at the new um, mid-war British paratroops commando book. <laughs> um, we'll then go over our um, faces, bases, something, something, patent section, and then officers questions, and then we'll shoot and scoot. So it's, it an in officer, the end. it's
0: an officer answers, actually.
2: <laughs> I the didn't remember it yet <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe two glasses of wine before the podcast started. maybe it wasn't a good idea oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> while I'm saving on petrol
0: I'm losing on the daily deals and alcohol oh dear
2: yes, daily deals that reminds <laughs> me I do need to make or break on buying those west <laughs> yeah, deal
1: you've got a decision to make haven't you
2: I said, I'm going to buy the Hummels. If the West come up, I'm just going to have to admit I, 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 I caved too early. But now it's said They're 10 quid. It's just like, it's not much. I could have western and Hummels
1: in the same force if I wanted. Well, uh, <laughs> um, you can use them in mid-war and late-war, just saying. Yeah, they
2: are, they're more points effective than a five mm battery, static tech battery. They
1: are, which is silly, but they are. It's because there's three guns. Yeah,
2: Yeah, three guns, yeah. So it just just Mm. works out more points
1: effective. It's more points effective than these boom bars, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Uh, They've made the list now. (laughs) They're on the list. They're on the list of things I've got to get revenge on before I die. I was so
0: excited. uh, And then I went went through on the page description and went, "Oh, oh, maybe not. I don't want them that much.
1: Well, at this point, I'm, I'm just contemplating gluing the ser- shirts and straight onto the side of the hole, and being done, like so, the spaced armor has no space.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, for those who don't know what we're talking about, the the, the Battlefront bomb bars unfortunately come with the old school plastic shirts and sprue, which means yeah. you have to glue on. Is it two of the support brackets?
1: There's two support brackets, and then the rail, and then the shirts, and, and the shirts actually go onto the rail. Correct. There's also two molded uh, brackets on the whole which don't line up to anything.
2: Oh fantastic.
1: Well yeah. they they do they do, but you have to make sure that the 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 brackets that you're sticking in are obviously the right depth. Otherwise, yeah. See know. now now for me,
0: if they if it was like a something like a Yag Tiger or a model that I was really invested in, I wouldn't mind you know, because I, I imagine yes it's probably a bit fiddlier than normal, but enough patience and time you can kind of get it you know, looking really good compared to
1: other type of models. Are you saying that my hip's the choice in terms of room bars where I run them out once because <laughs> I think it's yeah. hilarious isn't probably that, worth the time and investment.
0: That's exactly why I didn't go for those. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But do they, are,
0: they, they do look amazing. I mean, I was reading the rules and I hadn't really looked at them before because I kind of, they were really big in version three when I was mm-hmm. uh, playing a lot and, um, that's why I kind of went oh no, they're not cool enough for me because everyone runs them, so they must have choice. Um
1: well, so I skipped yep. over them a lot. But what, in version what? four they still look pretty badass. I'm
3: not gonna
0: well,
1: lie. What I do find interesting is they're an assault gun tank that was designed to overrun positions and take out nests and stuff, but their assault's not very good.
0: Well they they you know, they don't assault with their tracks, they assault with a huge F off cannon.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But they face. suffer from the single shot you still have to roll yeah. a hit they're actually it's what's better your... now they've got a bombard in all honesty the three gun barrage is pretty horrible yeah what's your front armour uh eight
2: nine or so yeah it's, it's been nine maybe it's gone to eight or something i think I
1: think it's eight. eight? on, oh, the card's in front of me i can tell have you have a look at the card i think i'd be pleasantly surprised <laughs> the handy card but i think it's the side armour that was getting me because i think it's only four Yeah. so uh mid-war oh it's ten there you go 10, Ten
0: ten four. So what and now your all your medium sized anti tank guns. Yep. Like your, your six pounders, they've had their drop down in anti tank, aren't they? Yeah, they tens. Yeah. So they can't physically can't hurt you. So you can drive up to sort of ten inches away and just
1: either A direct fire or B repeat bombard. And they yeah. It's a brutal gun. I mean, it's pretty horrible. I mean, it's only 87, but it's uh, 2 plus firepower as well. I oh, no, it's auto firepower on direct firing, but it's only 16 yeah, yep.
2: inches. And wait till we start doing city fights and that. Oh. <laughs> and then, then, then you'll be, you, you when know, those suckers will be, like, the king and other <sighs> so,
1: Mid-war, though, I guess how many points they much?
2: are expensive. I don't remember that much.
1: The f- Full unit of four. It's for 48 points.
2: <laughs> well, that's why I was looking at their, um, that command card for Ghost Panzers using the actual, um, Brumbar Company where it has the Ferdinands in as well. So, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We're wear a way, chicken dinner. Mm-hmm. So, what you're saying is your entire list is two Ferdinands and three Brum- Brumbars,
2: something like that, if I recall correctly,
0: versus yeah. <laughs> my SMG. Company for Soviets in their universal <sighs>
1: carriers. <laughs> yeah, with, with these these anti-tank uh, rifles are, are, are effective, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'll be
0: a case of whether or not I can assault you off the objectives
1: before you kill me <laughs> before before the repeat bombardment takes its toll. Yeah. Although it, it's a bit of a waste, isn't it, firing a Ferdinand at a, um, a universal carrier?
2: It's amusing. <laughs> <laughs> it depends which end of the space sure, you're in yeah. there <laughs> Pop like a zit
1: Yeah oh. I don't think it's a zit at that point It just uh... go, go It would to go in and out wouldn't
2: it, like do- it? Yeah. It's like hitting a jam donut with a sledgehammer
0: <laughs> well, It's more like hitting a jam donut with a chisel Just hope you don't hit the hole and do no damage whatsoever
3: <laughs> Yeah Firepower
2: one, yeah. yeah. Aww. <laughs> oh, because, no, yeah, sorry, it's firepower auto, isn't it? So, you, yeah, you, it's
1: firepower you, auto. You yeah.
2: argue, kill it. It's just, it's gonna just evaporate. <laughs> yeah. Talking about
0: big guns. Yes. Segue. Actually, get back on track, you mean? <laughs> Top five big guns. Now, we're defining a big gun as an artillery
2: piece is it pretty much anything on a large base? I, wow. yes, yeah, so if, if we're gonna say a large gun, I would say yes, a large base. So it does do include some anti tank guns. Okay. Um, so it'll be, you know, it'll be a big like um, toad three inch gun, 17 pounders, oh, but man. mainly we're not looking like field pieces.
0: Oh, okay, like really big stuff, anything brute brutal stuff at that point.
3: I don't
2: go necessarily brutal, but yeah, certainly so, so artillery pieces and that kind of thing. All right. Whilst we're on the
0: topic of big guns, do you think Sturm Tigers will be in version four? I I would assume so. Yeah.
2: I need to find out where my box is. I think they'll pick they'll, they'll come because they're one of those new German things. News German things make make for books all the time. It's only other countries' new stuff doesn't. Yeah. So um, I can see it coming in. I can see it. Um, what was I looking at I thought the the, the probably use of rules of tigers but all the I was thinking maybe they use they'll be operate a lot like Averys do. Oh that'd be cool. Just trouble up and Yeah it's just that when we're when we're talking about the Avery section the more the more I think oh, if I was getting a sterm tiger I'd probably do it on this basis. You may lose the move and shoot. But give What's them better the... range. Mm.
0: exactly that Because they had the range they just it was. Oh white. yeah. They couldn't pinpoint, couldn't pinpoint the window, but if they hit the building, the shell was labelled to him <laughs> <made> concern.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that building's coming down. It's, fine, you know, it's a rocket-assisted artillery shell, naval artillery shell. Oh, it, so. what a crazy piece of technology! Oh, unbelievable! No, no, no Nazis very, you know, over-engineer it, but you no.
0: <laughs> just just you know, don't get a flat. A flat, uh, um, not a flat wheel or a damaged, damaged bloody road wheel, mm-hmm. painting up those tigers and all the interlocking road wheels. It's just absolute nightmare. And you imagine being the poor guy's got to take the
2: one off that's broken, and that's on the inside of the hull. Yeah, so we go call, cool, um, we, we go count sub our guns, I'm artillery.
0: Saying-
2: I nearly said no,
0: but then I remembered one of my choices. So I'm going to say yes, <laughs> because the really big stuff is only
2: they isn't inversion for at the moment, is it? Yeah, so far the biggest gun we've got really is the um, Hummels, the Hummels and Long Tom um, M12s. Yeah, well, don't don't you know, don't spoil everything, really. Well, they're not on my
0: list. So... <laughs> they're not on your list. Oh, interesting. Are we doing the unique choice bonus? Uh,
1: If we can, yeah. Although I think that the one and two is going to be pretty tight at the top. Spoken like a true
0: competitor. Duncan, what is your number five top big gun?
1: Big gun? Uh, It's not a big gun. It's quite small, actually. It's the uh, British Six Pounder. Six Pounder? Yeah, Six Pounder. Because it appeared everywhere, it was basically the 57 as well, wasn't it?
2: M157, yeah, yeah. So,
1: just the number of those that they turned out during, well, four years, three years. So, you're 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 with
0: the whole it, it, it's a diddly little gun, but there's a whole lot of diddly if they all fired at the same time,
1: correct? And they just they were everywhere. They were, you know, the Soviets used them, everyone had them, true. It's not massive. But we you know it's a plucky it's it's the uh what do you call it? It's the Rocky Balboa. Lee Lee, have
0: you got the uh six pounder on your list? I have not got the six pounder on my list. <laughs> oh, neither have I, it's a point to Duncan.
2: Yeah. I think Rocky it's like it's it's terms of the rules differently,
0: so <laughs> Well, you know, that's no. fair. It's the rules as made up, not as intended or written. So no, wouldn't lie. so
1: Hey, I'm just <laughs> kinda like, That's all.
2: Lee, what is your number five? So my number five is the Bishop um, self-propelled gun. Oh, ooh. It's, really, it's really the first British attempt at doing a self-propelled artillery piece. It's yeah. got a 25-pounder, and everyone loves, everyone loves a 25-pounder. That, that's the one on the crew?
3: <laughs>
0: on the Valentine's, Valentine's, Valentine's chassis. chassis.
2: Yeah. It's not especially great, but it gets the ball rolling. You know, It's, cat, it's catch-up, basically, for
1: the previous. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I do not have the bishop.
0: Duncan, do you have the bishop?
1: No, I forgot about it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, is there you it?
2: go.
1: Points it was the, thing the card for, wasn't it?
2: Yes, it's like, actually... Yes. Yeah. It's a, like a quasi-official card. Okay, yeah.
0: so my number five, top big gun, is the 75 centimeter Pack 40.
3: Yeah.
0: hands good... And the Cannon 40. Because, Panzer- yeah, that's my brutal German. Yeah, sponsored by uh, Captain Morgan's Run. Um, it's a pack 40, man. I mean, come on, yes, yeah, it doesn't get much good. more World War II than that.
1: Uh, have either no, of you true. your list? I yeah. have not.
0: No, oh, no, first round. Look at that, a point each.
1: Outrageous. Hmm. Number four. My number four. I think this is tricky because I know what my three and my two and my one are. Poor, I'm struggling with a little bit. Uh, I was going to put in the French seventy-five.
2: Oh, a good gun. An even better cocktail. It's a fantastic. I mean, it's a fantastic. The start of the modern gun era, basically, that French yeah. Gun gun. I mean, it's
1: slightly cheating because obviously it's a, well, essentially World War One technology, but it didn't change in into war. So I mean, for yep. thirty, forty years, it was basically the same.
2: Yeah, um, if I recall correctly, the actual seventy-five millimeter Grant is basically that gun. Oh really? I think so. I think, that's in a vague recall, that's the, that's what they actually used as the basis for seventy-five millimeter.
0: Yeah, but have oh, you okay. made cocktails?
2: I have not made no. cocktail, no. champagne, champagne,
0: gin, sugar, and a bit of lemon. Oh, my God. Well, I got oh my God. three quarters of that. Dude, seriously, missing? Google it. Make make some up. It's amazing.
2: Unfortunately, I drank champagne a while ago. I have to get some more champagne. <laughs> <laughs> the champagne for sen- the first week of the lockdown. That, that's an essential journey, I'm sure. Ask <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nigel Farage. We'll see what it's on the, on the list of, of essential journeys, so.
1: Yeah, it will be for him.
2: Lee, do you have the French 75? I did not have the French 75. Duncan, you're on two points, what?
1: buddy. Two out of two.
2: Two for two.
1: Yep, bring Lee, it what home. Is
2: on your list as number four? My number four is the 8.76 centimetre Feldcannon <laughs> 280 bracket
1: E M bracket. Blimey. Which is?
2: Oh, so it's um a very popular gun. It gets used a lot in the Desert War by the Germans. Um Allegedly, they used some elsewhere, um, but it was, it was a good gun. It basically allowed them to have a combined eight-tank gun and artillery piece
1: using capture stock. Is this a 25-pounder? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only I only tweaked when you were talking about using other theatres because I yeah. think Phil Yates came out and said, wasn't there two batteries opposite Moscow or something?
0: Something yeah. like that, yeah. That, yeah. Oh <laughs> I was
2: like, how do I not know what he's talking about? What
3: is he
0: yeah. going
2: <laughs> on? It's, it's the best German field gun. The <laughs> <laughs> best German field gun. The
0: captured 25-pounder.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the bracket E that did it for me, because that's the English, oh, isn't it?
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, how very logical.
1: Yeah. God bless the Germans. It's the capture. That, yeah. The R <laughs> is the same for the Russians. And,
2: and um, T for, Czech, T.
1: So. Yep. for the Czechs. T, yeah.
2: Unfortunately... Are
0: we counting? But you're counting the German version. I'm catching the German version. Yes, the German version of the twenty five panel. Are we going to count that as a new choice?
1: I mean, I I, well, I love to capture the equipment, so I'm going to say yeah. Okay.
0: God damn it! I I
1: mean, that that feels tenuous to the nth degree, though. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it could be the match point later on. You may live to regret that, Duncan. I
1: know. I know.
0: I can guarantee um, you go a little bit at it. So my gun number four is M4. my M12-155
2: Long Tom. The big beast. The I'm, B- also, I'm impressed it took this long to appear on your list.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, just it's
2: getting up
1: there. So that's the self-propelled rather than the toad one, right? Um,
0: yes, because it's in version four.
1: I'm just thinking because it, being but Americans fanboy, calling it an M12 just means nothing.
0: My, my fanboy Battlefront hat on and saying version four M12.
1: So uh, version. I can't 155 deny it's sort a of fantasy 155 unit. The
0: 155 number one is the M1 because it's the model one. Or is
1: it? Yeah. Of course it is. How confusing! I
2: think the M12 comes in by time Americans realise it's a safe system and start giving unique numbers. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I have to look this up. If there's there's another M12.
1: Oh really? Okay. Yeah, because M4 it makes me laugh.
2: Yeah. One of my friends was looking
0: for an airsoft back in the early days of of airsoft, so back in the early nineties. He was looking for a, an air tank for the M4 um, assault rifle. Right. So he Googled M4 tank. Oh no. <laughs> 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 and then, yeah, was, was, was most disappointed by his inability to find the air tank he was looking for. <laughs> so, have either of you got the M12 on your list? I no, I've not. You don't? Nope. I thought we would be struggling on this, but we are now all two for two. Duncan,
1: number three. Okay, m- my number three is the. Russian 122 mil gun I can't think what it's called just a basic artillery howitzer oh,
0: that's a good choice
1: because I'll tell you for why um, used obviously the, the the Germans captured some used them very good mm-hmm. Soviets used them very good uh, every post-war Soviet-backed nation used them pretty much all very good so yeah, it had quite a long, uh, lengthy lifespan as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, it should be in
1: Team Yankee. <laughs> yeah. It's well, just, just, just a decent 122 millimetre round. I mean, there's nothing complicated about it. It,
2: just it works. Yeah. it's an ultimate yeah. Russian thing. It it it's not fancy. It just kills Nazis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what do you want this to do? Kill? No- okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got this. Don't worry.
0: And and the one and the and the person standing next to them as well. Great. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Well, they just. There were just tons of them as well um, and they're still a very, very good unit. I think they're pretty cheap from memory in in version 4. Isn't I think there... they're only um, superseded because the 76mm version gets a rate of fire 2. So I think a lot of people take the 2 for that um, the 76 because you get that kind of quasi um, anti-tank gun as well with it.
0: Isn't there some... Is it the one fifty? five Russian piece that's being used in North Korea still
1: probably one fifty two, <laughs> yeah. The one fifty two probably will yeah. be it's the that's the heavy the heavy uh, one that you get in the um fate of the nation stuff as well. Yeah. Jesus wouldn't be surprised again it's the Soviet technology so that doesn't go wrong, does it? I mean no. that's what it says on the tin. Well, um it's not on my list, Lee. Not
2: mine, no. It's, it's a good choice. Dunk three for three, fire!
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna struggle from now. I think we're into duplication territory.
2: Lee, I'm going for the seventeen twenty-five, um, pheasant, as it was later. Oh, on. okay, interesting. What the pheasant? Yeah, because it's um, yeah, not peasant. Why well, do they say pheasant? Okay. <laughs> because I, don't know, I quite like it though. Bit, but... Because it's like you say, it's the. For a rush job, it kind of works. It gets in there. It deals the tigers. I'm, not, I'm actually curious. It actually did you ever shoot a tiger. I need, I need to look that up. Um, but it's it's just it's just one of those classic bods jobs. Because like, take take a 17 pounder, put it onto a, onto a 25 pounder chassis. Oh, All
3: yeah. right.
2: Don't use don't use turntable because it will flip the, the gun will flip off it. So that, well, how long did it take to work that one out? Um,
1: uh, about thirty like seconds, a, I think, after the first well, one.
0: Well, no, I don't know. Like at least three shells. They probably tried their best to make it work. Yeah,
2: and like I said, it, kind, it just kind of, kind of works. It, it gets a gun into the field. It's like, it's like a proto Firefly, because if I you know, the Firefly being a kind of rush field conversion yeah. job, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot more formalized and um, you know properly constructed. But it's, <laughs> it's like, kind, no. kind, it's like. It's, that, it's the epitome of that classic british um well no war buzz job like along with their um churchill na75 that kind of thing yeah. you know it's
1: it's it's 1944 scrap heap challenge is <laughs> it <is. laughs>
2: it's a chain drive never used a yeah. chain drive really? yeah you've built, you've built your
0: product and you're like yeah this is really good you look over the fence and realize that the you know the competition have got like three engines
1: yeah it doesn't got, matter
0: oh, no no this isn't gonna work <laughs>
1: I, I do not have the Pheasant
0: 1725 pounder on my. List.
1: I definitely do not. Three for three, Lee.
0: Um, my third best big gun is the 90 millimeter Lancia self propelled.
1: Oh, okay. that nice one, Because yeah. yep. it's, it's
0: bigger than an 88 and it's on a truck.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a trap, but also it's got, hasn't it? um, Stop it flipping over by putting spring legs on it.
0: It's got massive. It looks like a bloody
2: Star Wars walker tank thing. It it looks like it looks like it should come in the Games Workshop catalogue under orc. That's what it looks like, pretty much. I
1: I like to think that that it's got like one of those little reversing beepers on it when it's deploying its legs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Sherman, Sherman, coming! Oh my God! Deploy the legs. Caution. Vehicle (laughs) deploying. Uh, don't worry boys we'll shoot in about 45 minutes I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see actually get them
0: built and played in a game and start using just, some annoying things by having some um,
1: blitzing yeah blitzing sticks. and shooting scooting which is very very annoying it doesn't it, happen all this often but yeah
2: but not as fun boys used to be either with the version 4 rules if I recall, not correctly. with the gun shield no Yeah, always used to be you know, just pick them up fairly quickly artillery yeah well, I mean, artillery is still an issue, but at least now you can
1: drive away from it.
0: Yeah, that's the benefit they have over the eighty eights is you can get out from under a template.
1: Yeah, and and however ridiculous it is, yes, you can blitz <laughs> over <Yep>. a hill.
0: <laughs> yeah, or blitz up to be hold down,
1: and then uh, yeah, you can't be hold down with that thing. That like, I refuse to believe there's a hill big enough in the desert to conceal it.
0: Well, it's not so much no a way.
1: It's just more that it, it always.
0: I, it, no. I think no. your argument is there's not a hill big enough to completely block
1: line of sight, because it can always see Ain't a...
2: no mountain high <laughs> No
1: <laughs> to block a light Lancy and 90 mil, no way.
2: Yeah, exactly. No so way. You it,
0: but you'd be concealed.
1: If I'd be concealed. Shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. There's nothing concealing that.
0: Well, have either of you got it on your list?
1: So? I know.
0: Dude, we're no. three three, that is that's incredible that's nine unique heavy guns in the top 5
1: yeah i think this is the the rubicon now
0: i thought we'd be struggling
1: no i think i think I th- i'd be amazed if these two aren't the same for everyone
0: they might not
1: it, be it, in in i will say that they're probably in different positions but i i reckon they're the same all
0: right like number 2 okay.
1: so mine is the flax 36 okay yeah Spectrum. So the original eight AT- the OG eighty eight. Yeah. Um just because it was everywhere, it did everything. Uh yeah. Why wouldn't it-, it came very close to being number one, but it just got beaten out. But yeah, that to me is utility.
0: I would be interested to see what your number one is. Yep. But yeah, unfortunately, that is not a unique choice, my friend.
1: I, I can imagine it is not. No, that's <laughs> what I mean. Although, flak 36 version, uh, I could see you going for the you know, one of the other versions of the 88, but yeah,
0: um, old school, man, classic
1: It is. it is the original, it's still the best, I think, as well. Yeah. For the, even if you look for bang for your buck, I know that the um, the trumped up 43 41 has come in, um, yeah. but I think you know. Uh, has anyone ever shot a plane with them though?
0: Yeah. You I'm shot a
1: plane with them. an ATM? 18- okay.
0: Shot at them. I've had planes shot down by them as well.
2: Shot an AOP okay. down with them once.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Shot
0: the yeah. random vicinity of an AOP. It just disintegrated under the shockwave of the shell. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Lee, you're number two.
3: Mm.
2: So. <laughs> I have number got <laughs> I've got the Sexton as my number two. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Different. Because it is like say the definitive British um gun says bishop's the first and the, obviously the Sexton's the last. Um if it can in it the whole like combined arms forces at the farmer division that we're encompassing as the war goes on. And it's got a cool Canadian chassis as well, so everyone looks a good Canadian cool chassis. Okay, so it does look, it, and it does look por- good, yeah. And more importantly, it does one job. It's not like a priest trying to be a, a, an earth sat assault gun. It's like I got the armor's good enough to stop shell fragments, and that's it. You get it's not yeah. going to go ring around trying to be an assault gun, don't get it's delusions around ground, yeah. yeah, it's just going to sit there, fight 25 pounders, and more importantly, it can't be pinned like a 25 pounder can.
1: Yeah, that's a big deal with the armored any armored artillery in version four. four. Yeah, Zero zero pins.
2: And it's the same amount of points, isn't it, as well as a 25 pounder
1: battery? Well, just, yeah, yeah, I still can't get my head around some of that stuff. So like The points, the point differential on, on things like that, but yeah, it's... Well,
0: it's because they upped the point. I think it, it, it's not the fact it's the same points. I think 25 pounders are the same points as a Sexton. I think it's more the other way around. They've upped the points at the base. £25 are too much to... No. yeah.
1: Or... It's, but they're still good the, the thing is the 25 pounder is still good for its points cost
2: definitely yeah
1: it might be slightly overly points costed but no one's turning around and going i'm never going to take this
0: still part of my force yeah. and it's part of mine which is why the qrf or qf 25 pounder is my number two choice
1: yep that's not a unique choice any oh have you got a sex no nope i haven't got sex and nope
0: so Lee's on four points.
1: Uh, tragically, yes.
2: Oh, I told you not to give him the bloody. German. Well, yeah, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. Uh, four points is as good as it's <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I do think though that uh, it, um, did, should the German one be a duplication? It's, hey, it's too late. Gun.
0: It's too late. We're not Doctor oh, Who. We oh. can't go back and change things. It's a fixed point in space, mate. You've ruled it as it's an allowable exception. Hey.
1: If Ant-Man can, I can.
0: Well look. So my number two is the twenty-five pounder. Dunk, what's your number
1: one? Yeah, the twenty-five pounder.
2: Lee, what's your number one? Um the Italian eighty-four <laughs> millimeter Italian eighty four millimeter Field howitzer. What?
1: Yeah, that's the twenty-five pounder, isn't it? Yep. It's a captured twenty-five pound- He's played the rules. Well, He's well, played the rules.
2: My entire point is the twenty-five pounder is V going World War Two. That, <laughs> <and> that's why. <laughs> and that's why a twenty-five pounder has just appeared in one form or another in every single entry of my uh, top five.
1: I just saying, I've, I need, yeah, I've just clocked it that you've got an entire top five of twenty-five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lee's proven I, I, his point.
2: I was trying I was looking desperately to see if the Italians ever gave it a formal designation. They didn't. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I would have quoted it. Yep. Oh
1: no, I'm lost. <laughs> well I can't I can't uh, feel bad about losing to that.
3: No. <laughs> oh.
1: oh dear.
2: Oh. Hello. <laughs> so what was your um number one? Um I had the eighty eight
0: Flak thirty six, old school uh, yeah. Yeah. cruciform mount firing from the cruciform mount on the
1: trailer. Oh uh, yeah. It mm-hmm. got to, yeah. You yeah. yeah. Although yeah. it's a that is a bugger to model. Have you tried have you tried with the plastic guns and the metal carriages?
0: I've not because I've been lucky enough that I had metal and metal
1: well uh, when you mounted them on the trailers like that? Yeah, buddy. Ooh, you're a brave man. Well, That's fragile. fragile.
2: No, they're easy. Yeah, I, I did the, the, the um, gun carriage conversion. Really? I, or the old, the old metal one, lots of pinning just to make sure it wasn't gonna come apart, but <laughs> just more safety, mate. What are you on about?
1: <laughs> yeah. No more nails. Yeah. These exactly
2: making all all Metal Games Workshop large models convinced me to have, <laughs> pin it and pin it lots. <laughs>
0: I've got it in 28mm uh, as well for bolt action. Oh, nice. That must be huge. On oh, the trailer.
1: Yeah, with a tow. Oh. <laughs> so I've been looking for a base for mine. I think someone's recommended using a CD. Yeah. Yeah, um,
2: a lot, a lot I, of the big guns. Yeah, yeah. I also did it in
0: 20mm as well when I did my um, little excursion down to battle group.
1: I would like to just point something out that Lee ranked an Italian crew that 88, uh, sorry, an Italian crew 25-pounder above a flag 36. Yeah. Just saying. I don't think that's acceptable.
0: So essentially, Lee has five unique individual versions of the same gun <laughs> <and> <laughs> scores one point. And, uh, Dunk, what's your number
1: one? My, my number one was the 25-pounder.
0: So, you... Dunk and
2: we both. Well, no, he doesn't score. Points.
1: Oh, no, he does. He does. He does. He scores five, doesn't he? Because he, he scores
2: puts one. In... It's the same gun. So
1: yeah, one... yeah. Early no, no. you were
2: scoring the, the eight... You said the German one was 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 unique. So that's said... what we just.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, you said you could not said right you, can't, you can't
2: go back and change the rules. So it's just. Not... Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll open it up. Whoever emails the
0: most point, either Lee has won with five points, or Dunk and I have tied on three points each, and he scored one point. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, email in to fez at uk, and next episode, whoever gets the most emails will win this competition.
1: I think we can agree one thing, though. There yeah. are no winners here.
0: Well, there is. There's two. There's, There's only winners. losers. There's the 25-pounder, which is obviously the big winner.
1: <laughs> Tonight's big winner.
0: Tonight's big winner is the 25-pounder. Uh, but that doesn't it doesn't mean that Lee has won. John, <laughs> you know the I, big loser I, I, is. Are you secretly a twenty-five pounder, just with like a
1: Lee-shaped skin suit on? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you don't have any for your Israelis. I
0: um,
2: get, um, if I get some Italian crew, I'm waiting for Italian. Um, I tell you, Israeli crew beyond because I got plenty of plastic soldiers coming twenty-five pounders when I went heavy on that Kickstarter.
0: Lee, <laughs> well, oh god, Lee. Do you want? Do you want my Israeli twenty-five pounder crew? I would say I, no, because I was going to put. I I managed to pick them up cheap, so I can. I was going to use the twenty-five pounders with my DAC crew. Oh right,
2: yeah, That's yeah. yeah. Best, so uh,
1: I, I, I got a
2: paint gun, so yeah. I just need the crew. Yeah, sweet. Great. There you go. Hobby crack.
1: Yep. I've so had enough of these bars. Oh. I'm filing them.
0: Oh. That'd be four different, six, five, five, six different armies. You can have twenty-five pounders
2: in then. Oh, loads of them. I mean, you've got all different Commonwealth forces, Germans, Italians. Um, I think yeah. the Jordanians use twenty-five pounders as well in in Arab Israeli. They yep. can, yep. So we could have a twenty-five pounder painting competition, and you could <laughs> And have, have a large amount of you know, unique entries on it, one. <laughs>
0: Well, do
2: you know who didn't use 25 pounders?
1: Um, Americans.
2: No, you might say Americans do one one American unit to start the war is equipped with 25 pounders. What I was gonna say, the paras and then like segue into
0: loose lips, sink ships, but that's fine. That's fine.
1: Oh, I thought it was a legitimate question.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Bizarrely, we never made, like, a Pack howitzer version of £25. And they made, like, a Jungle Chassis but ver- Jungle Assault Gun version. But... <laughs> jungle 25. <laughs> that's going to be the name Four. of my like, Breakout
0: Jungle Massive rap album.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, that's the- didn't they take the gun shield off it?
2: Yeah, and they made a Great shorter chassis. Though. It's like an Australian conversion, yeah. basically. Is it a Sawn Off 25 pounder?
1: Basically,
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know,
1: Australians. <laughs> yeah, thank you for anything.
0: What was the pick was the one they mounted did they mount a twenty five pounder
2: on top of a tank? Like literally strap it on top of a tank hole. So they they I think there's a conversion of the Stuart where they put an eighteen an eighteen pounder on top. Oh, that's the one I saw. Oh my god. Yeah. And the Australians did have a did have a sub propelled gun that used an M3 an M three Grant chassis with a twenty five pounder on. that's sweet and also their their sentinel um, tank they made had a twin link 25 pounder version had two two, um, 25 pounders alongside each other in the turret but that was mainly mainly so they could get the recoil right for testing out a 17 pounder version Uh, because the Brits wouldn't send any 17 pounders to them so like we'll just put these two guns together and fire them both at once and see what happens see if it works yeah exactly nice but we made the coolest close support version of the gun ever. So <laughs> you like <laughs> so on... you ninety five ninety four millimeter, I'm just gonna rock up with twin link twenty five pounders. Uh,
1: no, and then what you do is uh you get Eddie to model up the T thirty four one with the flag thirty six strapped to the top of it. Yes. And then have a have a yeah. improvised uh soft belt. Belt gun off.
3: Surfell
1: <laughs> <belt> gun off <laughs>
0: today. The awesomeness of the Flak 36 versus twin 25-pounders. I don't know. That's
1: a tough battle. Do they get to re-roll hits, then, because they're twin-linked? They must do. So. Yeah.
2: They're already rate of fire T. I'm not going to give it rate of fire 4. That's hideous. <laughs> well, no, just you get an extra dice for twin-links. It'll be rate of fire free, a rate of fire 3, 25-pounder. Oh, God.
0: I want my extra crew, damn it, for my Flak 36. I miss that.
1: Yeah. Face to be a good rule. Yeah, they're cheaper
2: that though. It way. was it was so good, everyone needs to take it, so you might as just have made it the rule eighty well,
1: eight.
2: it was you five never... points
1: from memory per yeah, gun. I
2: thought it was ten points, but either way, no. you never you, you didn't never didn't spend the points for it, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh I will tell you why it was five points, because I used it on Luftwaffe crew. So my 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 ATH, my eighty eights with a rate of fire of three were like a hundred points for two of them. Yeah, yeah, oh but...
0: yeah, in the D Day book. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, a <laughs> just like, way, it was a guaranteed way to get your platoon
2: pinned, and for them never to unpin on turn one.
1: Yeah, but it was just hilarious to watch people go. what?
2: Eh? But I once had that in my Luftwaffe at eighty-eight, and they remained pinned. But they they were still so scary. But you know, they, but everyone was by- bypassing them, so they still largely did their job. Even though they just never unpin the entire game, just in case they yep. unpinned. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that that's why I use them for. You just stuck them somewhere and went. There you go.
2: Held now. Yep d he's been as well. So he could just you know do that, and if you never never did come your way, he just fired a few rubbish bombardments.
0: Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of D-Day, before D-Day, oh.
2: Paris. Yes. Yeah. Paris, yeah. Tra-
3: tra- tra- tra-
2: so we called? have the new book. Let's bring the page up on my screen now. I had it yep. up already. Definitely, oh that's the German.
1: So <laughs> definitely, no, that's the German one. Death from above. Uh, Red so, Devils is You'll have to actually. excuse my ignorance Because I didn't think that the British Did any airborne operations at all They did lots of them mid-war. Um, And yeah Apparently I'm misinformed Badly misinformed
2: Apparently missed the entire Sicily campaign So yeah, Well good going on that one Is that mid-war? Mm. That's mid-war yes Tunisian it?
1: airdrops It's 1943 1942. Yeah but is yep. it actually mid-war? The a
2: raid into France, capture a radar. Oh. Or whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's early now.
1: Whatever.
0: <laughs> just, yeah, there is one thing, I mean that but that's the thing about war yeah, historical war gaming, is you just end up into such the Second World War was such a massive thing that you only learn what you don't know, if that makes sense. Yeah. The more the more you learn the more you realize you don't know all the little individual operations and yeah yeah you know.
1: that is true that is very true actually but
2: yeah as as, as we alluded the um the book covers the paratroops and the commandos there's no quite there's no air landing troops beyond the actual guns and such okay. um so the, obviously the commandos main action of the war is or this point is diep yet yep. But obviously they're also active in North Africa on various raids um, on the Mediterranean that kind of thing and then like I say like Fez says the actual paratroops were first used in Tunisia they had a blade force to capture airfields and the like which because the first time they're using airborne forces wasn't a great success because they got largely cut off and um left to, left to do their own thing to get back to base Oof. And then a bit more successfully in Sicily, even though the Navy ends up shooting down most of them on the way into the target, And um, they get used to um, capture the bridges ahead of the actual um, land assault, which basically, as you can probably guess, is pretty much early Market Garden. Which is correct because, also, once again, they get cut off, the land forces don't arrive on time. I was going to <laughs> yes.
1: um, also, so they learnt really and... uh, from their mistakes then.
2: They learnt nothing, yeah. yeah. It's a. From the <laughs> British tradition. Yeah. So. I think both times they basically take the bridge, with great success, hold it until they run out of ammunition, and then fall back, meet up with the land forces, and then go back and take the bridge back. So yeah. they still large, so they still kind of accomplish their mission. But,
1: but why well, um, not? It the first time. Yeah, Yeah, not in the way they strictly intended to. So yeah, cool. so the actual, so the books themselves, uh, it's basically a booklet, a bit
2: like the American one and their um, German slash Italian ones being yeah. yeah. So we've got the force diagram taken from um, Armed Fist showing Shem's, that kind of thing, with the um, parachute company, Commando Troop, tacked on effectively. Yeah. Additionally, you also have on the t- two, two of the artillery boxes, an extra entry for a 75mm air landing battery. It's not in formation in mid-war. And also you have an air landing recce platoon under one recce boxes as well. And air landing six pounders as support. Oh yeah, on the on the six pound on the six pounder box, yeah. Because hmm. you, you still get one of those in formation with the parachute company, so you can have potentially two platoons six pounders. But only one of the count for good spirits. Exactly. Now, one the actual platoon itself for the parachute company has got two or three parachute platoons to suspect, expect, uh, yeah, like I but- said. Before mentioned, six pounder box, and their choice between mortars and medium machine guns. Now, those, that's, so in version three, used to have a platoon that could be fielded either as mortars or machine guns you chose before the game. Because basically, they were the same unit, they just chose what to drop with beforehand. Yeah. Unfortunately, now you've got to make the choice in this building, you can't just choose before the game. Why Uh,
1: would you ever choose mortars over the Vickers machine guns?
2: Because well, the machine guns here
1: don't do bombardment, yeah, cool. they do. That's that's oh, we do. No, we do do a yeah, bombardment, sorry, they do do yeah. That, that. So, I think you're just picking machine guns there, aren't you? But they don't. Your mortars have got smoke and a five power mm. four bombardment,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. but less range because they're 32 inches. Whereas your MMGs are 48, but five power oh. six, so you're going to get the pin
2: hmm so yeah i've be inclined. i must be i'm i've kind of Duncan on this year i'd take them as machine guns pretty, if I, pretty much every time yeah i'm looking at it because yeah. four mortars are a point more than four machine guns
1: well you also don't necessarily need um four machine guns you can take two and they're still useful yeah two mm-hmm. two gun barrage isn't great but um you still got something to do with them even if you just sat them opposite an objective or something like that yeah you still got something to do Whereas, you know, two mortars is not going to stop anyone. But, you know, 12 machine gun shots probably will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 24 would be even better. 24 would be better. But I, I imagine that with quite an elite force like this, it's going to be, points are going to be um, at a premium at some well, point. you say that because, I mean, like the D-Day version, they're still trained rather than true veteran. Yeah.
2: So they're yeah. careful. Fearless, but trained. Yep. So, so like, you know, say four gun platoon is six points. It's about the same as most other machine gun units, really. But they're deadly, so they sort three plus. So they've got it where it counts. On
0: the
1: actual power the machine. machines, yeah. Yeah. I was saying the machine guns are going to sort three plus. What? No, yeah, machine uh, guns don't. Yeah. No. That would be outrageous.
2: Okay. Okay. so yeah. the Yeah. So another little neat trick is the paras. Also, have a Bren gun SML rifle team, and then mm-hmm. they have six of those, and then they have a seventh team, which is a Bren gun SMLE and two inch mortar team. So, this is something that the Paris I mean, it's something is in the old D Day but version three, which is that one, one of your gun stands could shoot okay. as a mortar. It's like basically that. we used to cap, rather than having a separate unit, we used to like just carry a few extra mortars,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: and then just um. Use them as required. So that gives you overhead fire with yep. a single stand? Yep. So basically, when you fire as a, as a two-inch mortar, it basically fires much like any other British two-inch mortar. Okay. It has. It fires. You know, it can fire a smoke round as well. So you get a bit of smoke on that okay. machine gun. Okay. Yeah. But that's if you don't useful. need it, you can still fire at as, as any other brand League team. Nice. So in that some ways, it's it. better than just having a two-inch mortar. But you obviously don't have that stand count you'd get from it yeah yeah, that's... yeah but then also you don't lose you don't have a stand that
0: swings and hits on fives you still it still retains a sort of three correct so yeah that's pretty nifty
2: the platoons themselves can be um outfitted with um either a boy and tank rifle which is what they use
1: in tunisia or the Piat, which comes in by sicily
0: Boing.
1: Mm-hmm. is there quite they're... There's not ma- a massive difference in points either, is there? It's like a point, isn't it? Yeah. Between so the it's two. one point for a boy's mm-hmm. or two points for a peat.
2: So unless you're unless you're doing a Tunisia list, you know, if you're just doing an open book list, you definitely gonna go to the PM mm.
1: probably. Yeah. Yeah, because the boys is what eighty-five. Four four right, five Yeah, eighty-four. Nothing. No, nothing. Thank you.
2: Like I say it's it's nice. It's in there for like say if you're doing the actual natural Tunisian yeah, yeah. force and you know, that. So props for it being Wait. there.
1: No say it'd be quite no to leave it out, wouldn't it? Is there
2: not? No, you have to, I think you'd have to scratch build one up. Huh.
1: There's a little modelling project then.
2: Yeah. I always meant to do um, a actual couple of platoons of mid war Brit Paras, but with like um, the original non camo Denison smock and that kind of thing, or even having a few without, you know, just in short sleeves. Yeah. Who was wearing a jump smock in Tunisia, right? Um <laughs> Who jumps out of a fully serviceable aeroplane. Well, true, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting little um, formation, really. So, if you wanted to have a, no assault force, it's it's hard-hitting because it's basically hitting like a veteran on the assaults. It's fearless, so it's not yeah. going to go anywhere. So, they about got... nine points for a seven-stand platoon, by the looks of yeah.
1: it. I tell you what as well, I I've always struggled with the Brits in mid war because they, they're they're so reasonably priced that you're usually facing at least two companies, sometimes mm-hmm. three. So actually, um having this as a complementary force in in that mix, you know, with Honeys or Crusaders or Grants or whatever it is. Yeah. You're right. They these hit a lot harder than standard British infantry, don't they?
2: Yeah. I, I, I quite I quite like the idea of um a Tunisian era, um, 1721st Valentine force, supporting a bunch of these guys. So you got those Valentines, you got the crusade six-pounder crusaders, you got some Grants in the HQ, and then you got yeah. like two two platoons of these guys, a six-pounder, and some machine guns. This is a assault infantry. list,
1: basically. Christ. That'll do it. I mean, you can get quite a cheap formation. They're not going to, yeah, actually, be that expensive to get a small secondary formation in, are they?
2: Yeah, I mean, so what I just said basically would be, uh, let's say you put the um, boys in, so 20 points, 23 points, 29 points, and then 34, so So what's that, 43 points?
1: Yeah, so you can easily get a second um, formation in there.
2: Because let's face it, Valentine's are pretty cheap, so.
1: Yeah. Well, they're especially cheaper they're 1721st cuz don't they get the break for um i th- from memory I thought they got they were slightly cheaper than the other ones cuz they're not they're aggressive rather than careful
2: yeah possibly I'd have to, I'd have to look it up but um mm. that's interesting though yeah yeah i I say it's um it's an interesting force it's like it's nice it's been it's you know been covered off basically it's be...
1: was there an analogue for this in B3,
2: I can't remember.
1: It was. I don't remember. It
2: was, okay. Yeah, once they brought, because obviously Mid-War came out in version one era, and then version two onwards was late war. But when they brought the D-1 list a couple of months later, they they released a PDF for doing um, airborne in Tunisia and Sicily. But interesting, that did have air landing, actually, as well as paras in it. Hmm. And then when they brought out the later versions of the North Africa books... Um, that had the powers in the Tunisia and Italy section. Yeah.
0: And obviously, this whole list has the airborne ability, yep. so you can obviously do the airborne missions.
2: Yeah, and in, oh, in, in the um, strong. yeah, and in the support section is uh, like I say what the pack out, it's think five minute pack out, sir, and you got a uh, recup which is made up of rifle teams. But they have a spearhead so you can just get a little bit of spearhead movement well, unfortunately nice. yeah what you don't have though is the um jeeps they use in italy uh, but because it's purely it seems to be very much um sicily as a cut point point. obviously the, the yeah. initial version of italy is technically mid-war but yeah it's um it's a good representation of the paris in mid-war i think I do you have a recce platoon though with scout and spearhead just that's what up. i'm saying
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Sorry, I'm just I'm flicking through the book. i am not actually written... Has
1: yeah. the... So with the pack says you can yeah. take them as force support, can't you? Yeah, so norm, in,
2: in D-Day, they're part of the formation. In yeah. this book, they're part of the force support, as is the recce Platoon. So but how does
1: still... that work for mixed companies? So if you take a second company, where, do you, where can you draw the force support from?
2: Well, it's the same force org chart. Yeah,
1: so you, in, in theory, you could do a blade...
2: L.I. main Grant Squadron has some pack outs and support. If you want to go <laughs> full potato, but um...
1: okay. Full, but no, whenever don't go full potato. No, never <laughs> go full. Yeah. No.
0: And then we've got the commando troop section.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, see, commandos, so, pretty yeah, like they, veterans.
1: They're so hard, don't they? They are. They are hard. hard.
2: So this is what you want to do if you want a true get in your face and assault thing. But you pay the points for it, so they're a point more expensive than for um, equivalent on, paratro- paratroop unit. Yeah, sorry, no um, but and they don't have the option of adding the boys or the Piat which means they're going to be a bit weaker versus armor.
0: Um, I don't know where you're looking. Yeah. Oh no, they do. Sorry. Well, I think they yeah, do. I'm reading the same page I'm looking at, buddy. Oh, so you can yeah. have you can have a boys or a, a Piat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your commandos and a two inch mortar as a, sex, a separate stand if you wanted.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, you add it in this time rather than it being a sw- swap yes. out. Yeah, so kind of, the commanders use it like just. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah, got it. I don't know why that's, that's
2: Also, have f- the mind and heart special rule. Yeah, which means they can, mm-hmm. co- like, it's, um, lets them cover impassable terrain and the like.
0: Well, wow. yeah. this is this is one of the things that I was reading, and I, I want to see what your what your taking it is. It is it says teams from a unit oh. mind and heart that start their movement step adjacent to a cliff or mountainside <laughs> or other similar impassable terrain feature. Roll oh. a skill test. If successful, yep. the team may move using terrain dash
1: across the terrain. Right. What's your question? Do you have to
2: abide by the dash rules? What I presume so. You're moving at, as, as a dash speed. I was to say, say move at your, cross, your um, normal
1: tactical speed. Are, are you are you asking if you can um, shoot? Yeah. So
2: I'm saying you can't because your tactical and terrain dash are the same value.
1: So yeah, I'm saying I'm just terrain dash is very stuck typically... in. Can, can But you can dash an assault, can't you? Yes. But you can't,
0: no, because you can't dash within eight inches of anyone.
1: True. What yeah, oh, yeah, am I thinking, yep. you're thinking oh, of? I'm li- thinking of... No, I'm thinking follow, of follow me. Follow me, yeah, yeah. Sorry, apologies, yeah. Uh...
0: So you can climb a mountain, but not with anyone standing at the top.
1: Yes. So you can't do an oppose that I suppose what you can't do is an opposed scaling of a cliff. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah fair enough.
1: I, I also don't like that wording. I didn't like that wording in the D Day books. On the in rule.
0: Respect to where what?
1: it. So where it says cliff, uh cliff wherever it is
0: or, or another similar impassable terrain feature.
1: Yeah. yeah. Similar impassable terrain feature. It should just is, say Is the board edge terrain.
0: is the board edge an impassable terrain feature? Can I climb up well, the edge of the board?
1: What about a lake?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, cause it says about them swimming across lakes and that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah but is mean... a lake
1: is a lake a cliff face or a mountain?
2: It is a... I
1: would, I would yeah, argue passable. it's not a sim- Yeah, but it's not a similar impossible. Neither of them. It's not. A, that's what I mean. Is it's it's yeah. just. Is, is just it's just a, a vertical impossible. feature. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think
1: it's got the a ridge or scree
2: well, or something like a, like a seawall or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think she's just saying impossible. I think you should let you do it over... side the of the tiger.
0: Impact. That's impossible.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of what other impossible terrain now. Sure. Well,
2: technically, um, buildings rent. are, unless you go through the actual entrances. <laughs> so you,
1: <laughs> you could Batman <laughs> across the rooftops. Yeah, go across the roofs, yeah. That'd be
0: amazing. I would totally let you do that in a game.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: just command him up the side of a t- road, terrace houses and run along the roof.
1: Actually, that's it's true a, because normally you'd have to enter the building and then you'd have to exit it the following yeah. turn, wouldn't you? Yeah, so that would allow you to
2: <laughs> so There's some sweet parkour stuff going on here.
1: Yeah. You could, you you could. Your, your,
0: your, killer, your killer crossfire set up with your MNG platoons c- covering the out oh. through the windows of the street. Yeah, and you can command those just running along the roof.
1: Yeah, does uh, a <laughs> hidden hit, uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon across the uh, bamboo forest.
3: <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah, I, I just don't. I think it's one of those rules where you, it it gives you two explicit examples, and then get, gives you a very generic or anything or else. similar. <laughs> or
0: similar. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, so yeah, I think, it's, I
0: nice think, it's one of those things where normally, if you have to ask, then you know the answer's going to be no.
1: Well, yeah, but on that, I don't think there is because the, it, you know it says all similar impassable. Well, impassable terrain is a, is a category of terrain, right? This is the oh, oh this this
0: is definitely a Phil Yates one. Dear Phil, uh, sorry. No, it's it. I don't think it is. I think it's it's anything vertical and stuff that you wouldn't be able to move across normally. It's got to have a vertical element to it.
2: A well, lake technically has a vertical element. It does go down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a bank. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You can move vertically into the lake. <laughs> Although you're, you're right, <laughs> you could th- dash eight inches straight to the bottom. Can of the Cannon ball right in. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I hadn't picked up on the dash bit though. It was something I had missed off. The, so um, you were to actually they, do anything.
0: So yeah, but what happens if you? So what would happen with my guys? Is there'd be like a a twelve inch cliff. I'd dash halfway up, and then they wouldn't fail. They wouldn't pass the test for the next six turns. And they'd be stuck halfway up a
1: cliff face. Yeah, we're just sitting there going. Mm-hmm. Oh, started... I've
2: looked down. I'm oh, actually yeah.
1: looking down. <laughs> actually, that's true. It doesn't say you have to clear the object either, does it? Nope. Oh god. Stuff right, stuff okay. Yeah. En- enough of that. Although that does that does leave uh, the potential for some good There you go.
0: Oh my Action. god! Cliff, cliff top assault. Yeah. I oh, know because you couldn't assault them because you would have to dash.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Oh, you can get them half up the cliff, and then you just drive one little panzer to two at the bottom of the cliff, and then they can't move at dash speed. They're all stuck there.
1: or dingo? A little yeah, just
2: <laughs> dingo. Dingo make Flat. like condos. What did Duke of York doing in this Duke of York doing this situation? <laughs> March the, them halfway uh, up. Uh, <laughs> March them halfway up. Oh, that Duke of York,
1: not the other one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> get a piece oh. of press.
1: I, I thought I thought we were wandering dangerously into uh, litigious territory there for a second.
2: <laughs> Operation Yachtree Hotline.
1: <laughs> he only visited him for 48 hours to say he didn't want to speak to him anymore. That's perfectly normal.
3: Your
1: yeah. How many times have we been over this? God's sake, give me back my bloody football stickers. Honestly. <laughs> Okay.
0: So the rest of the commando formation, you have your three-inch mortars, of which you, are, you can only have three, or you can have three Vickers MMGs. Uh, you can have, sorry, you can have them both, both platoons. But there's no size choices; it's just three guns in each one.
1: Yeah, they are. They are quite expensive as well, aren't they? They are uh, quite pricey. Uh, five they and six bit, yeah, they pay a little bit of commando tax there for Well, um, the veterancy. You've got to remember, yeah. guys are trained in terms of their skill. Oh. Again. No, no, no. I'm with you. It's just you know you look at it and go, yeah, they're they're a tiny bit they're a tiny bit pricey. But again, if you're buying a small secondary formation, it's probably fine. You're paying for all the probably daggers. You're, <laughs> you're not yeah. cheap. those little dark things. Well, you look at that and go, well, the mort the mortars hit in an assault on four plus. <laughs> yeah, but they're heavy weapons. So they can't charge in. No, no, no. But you charge them. They're going to gut you like fish. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, so what we got... Is that the... And then we're into the support units, aren't we? Yeah, we,
0: of which there's the, the two massive ones of the A-Ladding team. Yeah, uh, Which, interestingly, it's a Scout Spearhead and you can put a Piat in it.
1: Yeah, and it can go seven stands. That's a pretty big Scout Platoon, isn't it? Yeah, but at
0: that point you're playing 13 points. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, you know, there's not too many infantry, I I don't think. I think the Soviets get access to some, like a standard...
0: Yeah, but that's just a standard support unit, so you can use that in anything. Yeah. So you could have seven Bren gun stands plus a PIAT for 15 points that has scout, spearhead, is hit on fours, assaults on threes. That's kind of brutal.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, it is.
0: I don't think you would take seven because you'd never be able to hide them all.
1: Uh, I don't know, actually. I mean, I think if you're going to go on them, you probably go big, because they are going to be the first thing that, you know, that scout move hopefully gets you up the board with a following turn of a blitz or a follow me, and, you know, that gets you halfway across the table, almost. I think you might need the survivability. That's going to hurt,
0: if they go in seven stands hitting on threes and so.
1: I think it's a distraction kind fix, though, to be honest. I think if you did that, it would be just, you know.
0: The Coke cannons. Kind of...
1: Why not? It'd just be running up the middle of the table going, shoot me. Well, Why'd why you go out the middle? You've got the sides and terrain. Or, or out the sides. Like Whatever. It, it's it's distracting for your opponent because they're looking at it going, yeah, that's going to really hurt me not if it gets ca- anywhere.
0: It's World that you've got a camouflage smock. You need to wear your big red beret so you don't get shot for being a German.
1: Yeah, exactly. You don't need a helmet because they're for, for wimps.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've seen
1: a bridge too far. Exactly. Yeah. Um and then your little And then the artillery. Yeah, pack house. Def- yeah, they definitely pay a bit of tax. They're not heredity, her- her- horrifically expensive, but they are they're quite quite pricey. But they're cheaper than £25 though, aren't they? Interestingly. Well, they are trained. Yeah, so you look you. 10 points rather than was it 12 for 25 pounds so they're like a a budget artillery if you were looking at them as a yeah
0: okay so but for those two points you lose a skill rating which is massive you lose turntable which can be big and you lose gun shield shield. so it's like oh and now as well you're digging in on fours so Uh, yes that's true you have a tactical move of four inches
1: whoop de doo (laughs) <laughs> but
0: I'm not entirely sure it's a worthy trade-off
1: no and I, I actually got put put off a bit by the um, American ones of these because they're I think they're metal figures and they got these weird big balloon tyres wasn't the aesthetic wasn't for me
0: eh, that's what they were though it's, you
1: know, it's a I, know, I, know. I just well, I just like
0: it so.
1: yeah it's a bit clown car yeah but, you know, it's a it's a nice they've got an integral option to take some kind of um artillery. Mind you, A T six again with twenty four pounds, what's your eighteen nine? Yeah. Yeah. You're losing quite a lot with them, but it's cool. It's another option. Yeah, they're there but for the, no of the smoke. You know, that's that's yeah. no, more options, yeah. it's never bad, is it?
0: No. Well I mean, there's another thing as well, they're on medium sized bases, so they're not huge, they're easier yeah. to hide.
1: Yeah, and like Lee said, for the purposes of doing um, historical reruns, if you want to look at those, you know, creating some um, linked battles that replicate those um, Tunisia efforts and things like that, then having them as an option is nice rather than having to go out and, you know, fudge something. Can't really argue with that. It's another little compact booklet, though.
0: Yep, we've got some command cards as well. Um, So you can take uh, John Frost... Giving you guys some lovely two up motivation. Oh, yeah. I,
1: I like the second one just because of the, the naming convention. I know he's obviously in D Day as well, but Mr. Oh. Pine Coffin.
0: Richard Goffrey Pine Coffin. Yep. Yeah. Counter attacks on a two plus, and the formation commander hits on a two plus.
1: So the counter attack oh. on a two plus is pretty horrific.
0: He's never going to leave, is he?
1: No. We're just. just... <laughs> yeah, any units attached to, he's just going to keep attacking until he's either taking the objective or there's no until one. or they are. <laughs> yeah. But again, that's the, they're quite expensive, aren't they? I've found that generally with all the characters there. Well, it's
0: because they wanted to stop them being the auto takes that they used to be.
1: Oh, no, no. I, I completely agree. I think it's better that they are. I, I don't want to see them all the time. And if you want to include them in a, in a game, I. I I would suggest you just include them and ignore the points value altogether anyway. If you want to do something oh, where you've got, you know... Okay. It, well, just, you know, if you want to use them, you, you're better off just saying this is X, Y, and Z battle and recreating something and...
0: Oh, okay. the, um, Going, yeah. Going for the thematic match Yeah, it doesn't, have to be com-
1: it doesn't have to be completely historical as long as it's the same, you know. Otherwise, I just think they get a bit silly um, where you can't, you know, they're not particularly efficient in points and there's better things you can do with them, so... Yeah, why they got to take out the points cost and just play with them? I think yeah, that's fair. Uh, my favourite, I think, actually, out of all of them, though, is um, Lord Love it. <laughs> oh, really? We just look at how many points he is. Five points. What's he mean? Everyone within six gets a two plus rally.
0: That's okay. Um, as
1: well. Yeah, and he also gets to re reroll, uh, or you get to roll an extra dice for reserves. So you're, so you're rolling two. T- well, if you, yeah, I was thinking if you have him with a small commando force as a second formation. Yeah. And then doesn't matter. You're you're still rolling for reserves as he uh, an army.
0: Uh, so that's an art. Now here's your ask, Phil. What's that? Just Does- if you are rolling Delayed reserve, yeah. Do you still not roll until turn three? What does it say? The missions use it's... any variant of the reserves rules. The player may yep. roll an extra die in addition. Oh, in addition to the, addition to the normal
1: allotment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you don't. And it get... can
1: only be used um, for the commando yeah. section. So I imagine you'd have to do sort of a thing where turn one or the first turn the reserves are available, you'd roll a white dice and a red dice. Yeah. And if the red dice rolled a five, then you could only bring on commandos that are in reserve. So it is, a, it is a bit limiting, but. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It just sounds cool.
3: Yeah.
1: The, um... I mean. Mm hmm. I was going to say, the other one is the number six commando. Where you interchange paras and, and commando units within the formation.
3: For That's zero points.
1: Nice That's mm. nice. Yeah. So you can have a, a para platoon and a... Um, commando
0: platoon as yeah. a formation.
1: Yeah. That's a little bit of variety. I mean, I was thinking as well, if you were putting together a... Um, a small, you know, you just want a unit of each type of thing. Yeah. You can use them for other stuff as well. Then it allows you to play them as a formation. Yeah. It's sure just an is. interesting little, little so what flavor. Do you think,
0: what do we think in general, in summation then, boys?
1: Um, I think for completeness, it's nice. It's here. Yeah. But I mean, to be honest, it's not really changed my opinion of mid war. I, I, I already quite like mid war. Um, and I'm not sure it adds a tremendous amount. It doesn't need to, I suppose. It, no, it doesn't need to. It, it does exactly what it says. I mean, it's it's just like the, um, uh, the German and Italian one in the US. To be honest, I mean, the the, the airborne operations at this time were were more limited. Yeah. So there's smaller forces, but I think it's nice that it's a, it's um, here and. I'm not an expert on uniforms and stuff, so correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, you know, if you've got these figures already, or, you know, you're looking for a late-war para-force, you're not losing anything by playing this. You know, it's a small booklet. With the, it's, I, I assume it comes with the cards like the other ones did as well. So you get everything in one one shebang. Uh,
2: what's it say? What's it say on the book? It says it back, it?
0: You get the command cards. I imagine. Well, yeah, yeah. you must get the um, unit cards as well because they're not doing separate unit models.
1: I just, yeah, it's just another lo- nice little extra, extra bit. If that makes any sense. Like I said, for completeness' sake, it's nice it exists, um, and more options are better than less options. So I haven't really got any complaints. It's not set my world on fire, but. Um, I don't, I don't actually remember um, ever playing anyone in mid-war with um, power forces.
2: I, I used it a few times but generally used it for the scenarios um, doing the himself Bridge stuff and that. <laughs> so,
0: an officer answers. Our yes. first question comes from Mr. Luke Daly, who asks what we think of the unofficial rules that he's written for Team Yankee. Dun, dun,
1: dun. Yes. Yeah, so, for, for anyone that doesn't know, um, Luke's done a lot of work on uh, Soviet Marines. I think that's his main force. He plays in Team Yankee, and he's actually written quite a lot of um, stuff for other nations. Um, I, I just had a poke through. I quite like the Danish.
2: Yeah, I'd look at the Belgians and I've the Kuwaitis. It's all basically like here's how you use them using the existing yep. unit cards, which is quite a cool way of doing it. So, the Belgians oh, are... Like a co- Belgians are a combination of like British unit cards and Canadian unit cards. So you can use Canadian Leopards and M113s and British Scorpions, Infantry. It's quite cool.
3: Yeah,
1: I I had a poke through the Danes. I quite like the idea of using, I think they were using Australians and Canadians. So the Anzaki type stuff. So um, again, more options are good. Um, We talked about this a little bit with the the Belgians, whether, you know, whether they're actually ever coming to like a Free Nations Expanded. Um, I'm not sure what's missing at the moment, actually for them. I don't think there's an awful lot that they didn't have. That no, was you, not out you could do it um
2: like I was like, suggested just by using other other unit cards. it's very yeah. little in a way unique kit at that sort of scale that would matter in. yeah
3: so
0: pretty cool. it's good to see people yeah. kind of taking up the options of what you can do with what's out there,
1: yeah. Uh, more more of that please so not yeah. not um the bemoaning of things being absent but looking at um interesting ways of just making them available and certainly within um you know your local playing community and club yeah yeah get on get on board with that to be honest
0: yeah anything that really matters
1: yeah okay
0: matt conacher Archer. conacher Conacher. Having amassed oh, a Flames of War plastic part of shame in the last few years, I don't know what he means. What is that? What is a plastic part of shame?
1: Um, it, it's warehouse two, Eddie. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah, we don't yeah, speak warehouse. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> he's trying to find some
0: inspiration to make him finally start building an army or three. Ooh, okay. Um. He does ask, how about this? What is the most variety you can get in a normal size force of 100 points? By variety, he means the largest number of unique items, teams with different names and stats, bonus marks for finding a vaguely reasonable historical basis for it. He has Brits, US, Germans for mid and late war, but feel free to expand yep. to other nationalities and
2: time periods
0: as the mood takes us. My hobby danger alarm of going off. <laughs>
2: Well, they go-to the go- there be the Americans because a-, a single armored recon- um, armored um, rifle platoon has the most variety just in one platoon. Do you know? Wow, weird well. combination mm-hmm. of things you're my, you get
0: in it. Say my... that. Come I... mm-hmm. on, come on, Any. I'm just saying, no, don't don't do lists. Lists lead to toys. That's how you amass the plastic pile of shame. Because you build a list and you optimise it and you go, oh, I don't have three six-pounders, so I need to buy a box of three six-pounders. And the justification is that you've got the rest of the army already, so you're not really spending an extra box. You're you're, you're using all the extra models that you've already got.
1: Build and paint the toys. Do you know what the uh, remedy for that is? What? Daily deals. Just no, it's not a remedy! <laughs> God!
0: <laughs> That's the bloody I'm just
1: but to counter your point, Lee, I think actually the US I'd steer away from if you're looking for variety. I'd go Germans. True,
2: yeah, Germans, especially got all late fun. war,
1: because you I... can, you could just yeah probably got three or four different types of infantry you could use in the same list. To be, to be honest,
0: yeah, I, if you've got that mass of a pile of shame, just pick a nation, start building and painting. I yeah. mean at that point you'll find because what you'll do is you'll pick it up you'll think oh i'm going to paint this how do i want to paint this you'll find an inspirational camouflage scheme or whatever and then especially yeah or or you you think oh i want to do these guys as in normandy and that will build the list from what you want to actually be doing otherwise you'll go out you'll you'll think of a weird list you'll you go to finally paint it and the inspiration won't be there to paint it because you come from the list element so if you find something that you want to paint, you'll find that you'll do way more on that than you will if you find something you just want to game with. So I've noticed that my uh, yeah. my Iraqi Team Yankee guys, I blitzed through getting them built and undercoated because I wanted to paint desert T-72s.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas my Canadians, who I really want to play with, Really dragging because I don't want to paint NATO camo at the moment because I've got enough three colour camo stuff going on with my tigers. So I would say find the thing that you want to find the 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 paint scheme that you want to do hobby wise, and that will push the hobby a lot more than having an arbitrary list.
2: Absolutely agree. Yeah, always more based first and foremost on what I do. Boom. But, yeah, if you want loads of weird random
0: stuff, Germans way more than US. Brits, not really until late war, I'd
2: say. But if you go go Americans, you can put Brits in as the Allies and that kind of thing, so you can deal with that. But single-nation Germans, yeah. Without a doubt, for weird different units.
0: Um, Scott Atchison asks, I find most German players have no answer from a breaching group list. He runs yep. eight M tens with one troop of Shermans and a Bofors besides the AVREs and Crocs. How do your local Germans fare against the breaching group formation? Um table flip. Yep. Yeah, wow. never use um, it, um I don't have any local Germans. There's a French guy, but
1: that's that's a tough list. That's the list that Mark was talking about as well, wasn't it? With the they're not just M10s, they're the um 17 pounder ones, aren't they? The What yeah, the
2: well, that'd be yeah. called the Achilles, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. M10s, so you, got, you got a lot. Um, how many crocs is that, do you reckon? Because I think three. infantry might be eight, three. Uh, three crocs, like
2: they're quite expensive. I suspect it's three crocs, four Averies, a bunch of Shermans, and then the M10s to fill. Hmm. I cannot wait to see it come up against my
0: um beach bum gun line.
1: Uh, well, the average are the... Be... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a bunch of them. Think... It's the high armor, but isn't I'm... it?
0: Yeah, but I've got f- eight pack 43s.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to have you've probably got to have some uh, 88s, at... ground-mounted 88s at that point, if you're going to take that.
0: Yeah, but um, well, that's what I'm saying. saying. I've got, I've I've just got eight,
1: over.
0: eight of the Yeah, yeah. Fact four, yeah. yeah, and then three Flak eighty eights. and you just can't oh, yeah. get close enough. So you take I out the you three. take out the Crocs and the Averies, ignore the M tens, and then kill the formation Shermans, and then laugh all the way home. <laughs> this is a, it's a tough list, though. It's, it's a, tough a tough list place. because most German players go for the big cats.
1: Well, and it's just the the, the number of 17 pounds. I think if you had one platoon, yeah. it would be dealable. Two just means that you've got no hole in your coverage for high um, high and 18 armor.
0: Yeah, but then you just don't take tanks.
1: Yeah, that's that's the German late war philosophy, isn't it? What's or run around with half tracks
0: and then laugh because a Sherman is just as good as an M10. And then rely on and Scout to be your your armour.
1: Yeah, that's not a, a Puma company. That'd be yep. quite interesting. He's
0: got he's got no artillery apart from the AVREs.
1: Yeah, but they don't they don't re-roll for only two guns, do they? Yeah, but
0: they've got so they go get quite... first. So you've got turns and yeah, turns do.
1: to do stuff. They do.
0: Yeah. There are ways around it. I think um also a lot of the beach bum stuff, um, you need to be quite ballsy with them. I think a lot of people falling into the trap of just sitting there waiting for enemy to come to them. Whereas pushing forward and stopping the dash moves really slows down Churchill's. Mm-hmm. And then having your one Panzerfaust team go up to threaten them. And yeah, okay, you lose one stand, a turn. Oh, no. But yeah. the fact that they, they can get in, if that one stand actually gets a kill or a bail, you've you've earned your points back because you can have a ton of infantry stands.
1: I wonder as well, at that point, whether it's worth putting up against something out of Fortress Europe, the Fortress Europe Germans, because you can take the Arados then, or the uh, Junkers with the cannons, and the Nashorns, yeah. I
0: see, yeah.
1: So, you know, if if you're not going, you know, historical um, per se, then...
0: It's a strong list, but it's one that at the moment, you'll find it will be the, the you know the meta list for a while. But then most German most German players have no answer at the moment because they don't take they haven't been built their army thinking about it. Once they've had a chance to jiggle the lists, then there'll be an answer for it, and then something else will be the next hotness with the next book drops.
1: The thing is, turning up. If I if I if you know that that's going to be what you're facing, that's very different to just planning for it if it turns up. Yeah, so
2: if, if you're looking at Reading this year on a late war, that's gonna be the list you yep. get to pound around.
1: Yeah, so there's gonna be them, there's gonna be IS2s. Yeah. You, you've got to have an answer to it. It's like the the Martyr question in mid war. Yeah. How do you handle four murders? Or how do you handle a Ferdinand? You, you guys, it's just gonna be an, an entity you're gonna have to deal with. Or or except that you can't and just move on.
0: Yeah, I mean you could just take um pounds of fours ton of Panzer 4s, take out the Shermans, and ignore yeah, I, else. Kill the formation.
1: I, I got um. I think I wrote something on that about taking Panzer 4s and other mobile Pack forty assets just and try and flank them.
2: Yeah, just we'll just hunt the Shermans down. Well, our toy table that's gonna be a hard, easier seven done because lots of sparse tables you have to face it. Oh yeah, nightmare. Table we play on 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 the, on the club night or, or down the shop easy a GT table is like two bits of blob terrain tricky you don't play GTs you play in
0: the grand events which have actual decent terrain Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but no good question and time will tell I think of that one Um, but also if it ends up being an unbeatable list in your local area don't be that guy because you'll run out of games to play Mm -hmm. eventually no one will want to play you anymore uh, Cameron John Acton Bartlett, awesome name, asks, what support would you take for a Soviet midwar rifle battalion? Soviet midwar rifle battalion. SU 155s. Uh,
2: 155? 152?
1: Yeah, that's
2: a good question. KV 1s? Yeah. Well, Churchill's, between Churchill's. They're darling, yeah, the middle, they're aren't they?
1: Nice. They are. I I think as well you can't go too far wrong with the um, was it the seventy six mil artillery batches I think you get two yeah the
2: two seventy six go Su-76.
1: yeah um I mean there's a lot the 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 thing with that rifle company is you've got a lot of stands isn't it it's like it's I a monster absolute but, monster but it's got no at really has it so what you're looking for I guess is Stuff that can take out German armor. Because oh, that's. Two so what... so yeah. eighty-five, I think, is a good
2: choice, I and mean, it's very a very pricey choice. But you're getting like you know, a, a fearless veteran, anti-tank twelve front armor five tank hunter. It's a
1: pretty good go-to.
2: What's the, uh, um, the rifle battalion's motivation like?
1: I think it's four standard, okay. I think the heroes are three yeah with the commissar i think
2: it's i think so we're around isn't there um style ones the veteran ones the veteran ones to be a bit flakier oh
1: yeah sorry you're right i think really yeah
2: yeah Yeah. see i don't know if it would be a you know
0: part of me would be if you're going to go mid-war rifles just go for mass stands except the casualties because you're not going to get you know be rare for someone to be able to do enough damage to get you down to last stand check
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then just you know, yeah, but take I, the body and sort
1: people off the objectives. I think you only um, I think you only save on a four plus though, don't you?
3: Yeah, but you
0: don't care. Well,
1: well at some point, point you're set. going to.
0: Yeah, at some point you're going to, but then that's why you don't take don't waste your money on support, you just take more rifle stands.
1: Well I'll tell you what, actually, what the first thing you've got to consider is which book you you choose your force from, because mid war yeah. savage so you've got two. And I think I'd Probably go uh, in immediately gates for rifles, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, just because I think from memory, you there's a more of them
0: standby, so, well, and
1: then you can take the penal battalion as well. So you can take one, two, three rifle companies, one of which can be penal, you... and then oh, yeah, I definitely take so you can take in formation, you can take the 67 mil anti tank gun company and a 45. You can take 120mm mortars and 82s all in the formation. You can have an absolutely stonking formation. Yeah, I
0: wouldn't take any support. I would just take formation choices until I run out of points.
1: Um, I still think you're really low on anti-tank, then, because you've got the PTR anti-tank rifles, but they're only fives. I mean, they're not, not going to do anything much. Yeah, but yeah, uh, to are
2: 57mm, because they're pretty, they're pretty sporty, aren't they? tank 11 or something?
1: Uh, what, support?
2: Yeah. Not in formation, you, you can yeah. take
1: the long 45s as well, and they're 88. They're um, 88, and they're in formation, so that's not terrible. But yeah, you take the... Is it the heavy tank killer company? Is that yeah? it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 57 my anti tank guns. So you can take four of them for 18 points.
2: Oh my
1: that's
2: God. God. are yeah, ambush units. Two up with
0: Fearless. Yeah. Two up with <laughs>
1: I th- I don't think you have to worry about infantry. I think you have to worry about armor with that list. You got to work out somewhere taking out, yeah, something with a front armor of six because you've got nothing in formation that's really going to do that consistently.
2: Might top cocktails and lots of them.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good call. They're, what they eighty three, top yeah. armor.
2: It's like a remember, it's kind of card. It's, it's got a fair. It's a pricey ish card, but.
1: Yeah, but not without many stands. I think you're going to get I, some work out. Of it. Hmm.
0: I would. A big part of me thinking about the, the fear that I have as a German player would be be having thirty odd stands of Russian infantry. Well, sixty or even you know ninety yeah. odd stands of Russian infantry moving across the board. A, I can't move through them. B, they're swampy on the objective. And then, you know, they assault. They only need one assault to go in to break me off to the point where I either die or I clear the objective and they win. It's not about killing. It's not always about killing in V4. It's about just clearing the objective to win.
1: Well, that's going to be a meaty assault as well. trying to stop that because it's the large formation. You're going to need, what, eight pins? Is it eight pins?
2: Yeah, eight pins. As long as, they, as long as they get in, which they would, because they've got the Ura moving that to get six-inch assault.
1: It's, yeah. yeah. You could literally
0: win a game without killing a unit.
1: I would probably stay clear of having the three rifle formations, because I think you'd probably end up tripping over yourself. I don't think you need that many. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but how would you stop it? Well,
1: how would you stop two? It, you just...
0: I don't know. I least don't know. know. Someone at the time to it up 60 stands of rifle infantry.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. I have to say, we're talking about daily deals. That was one of the ones I looked at and went, uh, Soviet rifles. Hmm. And then I worked how many stands it was and I went, no. <laughs> don't <Nobody laughs> <had> that much. <laughs> no. So, ah
0: uh. My my advice, the fe- the Fez option, if you go full potato, is not to take any support and just go in tile formation units and just swarm forward as a wall of, you know, clog the tracks of their tanks with the, body, the, the bodies of your dead. Ah, the Korean War option, I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Which I it's think will find is
0: surprisingly effective against a lot of the, you know, Tiger lists and things that people are going to go for.
1: Well, just because you can't kill it doesn't mean you can't assault it. So even if you pop up against something like a third land, you can still assault it, I mean. can't you? Yep. Yeah, just assault yeah.
0: it, force it to fall back. And then win. Yep. Or you... uh, assault it, force it to fall back, which it doesn't have enough move to get away. <laughs> from your your wood. Because hu- you're now completely around it. No, not even a wood. Even in the open, if you've got 28 stands of infantry that have gone entirely around this, your tank, then your that's tactical true. move isn't enough to get outside of six, you get captured. You know, you, 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 that, that's the the big downfall of Ferdinand. Everyone thinks, Oh, I can't kill it. You don't have to kill it, you can just nope. push it away. That's pretty much it, like Cusk, wasn't it? Exactly. Yep. That's why they went, Oh, we might need a machine gun on this. And they got one whole MG. Well done, boys. And some sort of, some sort of visibility, yeah. So. Probably took the oh, six uh-oh. hours to drill for the front of the glaciers because it was that thick.
1: I've put some of those elephants together for my Herman Goering stuff, and uh, it's quite funny because I think uh, if you shouted to the uh, gunner to fire, it would probably take about four or five minutes to get to him because it's like <laughs> the other end of a five and a half mile long corridor. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
0: Tony Hellard asks, uh, painting question, when priming models, especially figures, what is our opinion of Zenithal highlighting?
1: This has just reminded me that we didn't do Bases, um, Faces, something and something. <gasps> did
3: I miss that? We missed
1: that. Yeah, we'll oh, have to circle, yeah. circle we, back round. Uh, but that's fine. So, is anything Highlighting, has anyone done it? Number one.
2: I tried it on my um, M901s for Team Yankee mm-hmm. and I, I just found I uh, probably too heavy-handed with the airbrush so it did, disappeared largely. I tried try, it's like when I tried doing the panel highlighting on the, on the um, MLRS recently it was just like oh, it's disappeared
1: I I've personally done it but I've done it at 28 mil Yeah I, I'm minutes. not sure it, I'm not sure it conveys well to 15
0: uh, It's too small and you're better off the smaller you go the bolder your painting strokes can be because it becomes more impressionist painting Yeah and things like yeah, right this. areas yeah, xenothyl highlighting becomes less of a it has less impact mm-hmm. for the amount of time it takes as well.
1: Although that's being said, I think I would be interested to see it tried on uh like contrast paints. Because I think it would work on that because the contrast is very thin but um yeah. the pigment's high. I saw so that I people have done
2: on large it scale, print. yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah, I think that might that might um be better for it because I think you'd have to to make to take advantage of the actual under the pre-shading, you'd probably need to have quite thin paint anyway. So yeah, I, I think that's probably where you got your bang for your buck, and actually that might make a difference to um, using the contrast paints. I mean, that's only you know that's broad speculation because I've never actually tried a contrast yeah, paint, but I think that's probably where it would work.
2: Your mice may vary. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um Actually, so it's
2: very- we- different.
0: Sam Wheeler asks, how do I build an Italian mid-war Eastern Front Alpini, Alpini? list in version
1: four? Yeah. So they're the Mountaineers, right? They're yeah. the um, Gebergs of the Italian. Yeah, the or Italian Yeah.
2: So I in- got my copy of Eastern Front here because I was curious, because I was trying to remember what they used to look like in terms of a special quits and that kind of thing. Probably Big Feathers. Big Feathers. That's, mm. that's the um, special area, isn't
1: it? It's Italian. yeah. It's so no, it, uh, no, They're
2: quite
1: <laughs> understated usually.
2: <laughs> so the actual Alp- Alpini, or Alpine, Alpine, um, like I say, the only thing they that got that's special to them is a 65-17 um, mounting gun. All the rest yep. of the kit, all the rest of the kit is pretty much a standard kit. Then uh, they were elite, um, which means they had a better, better chance of a good roll. So I'd be tempted to use just to use their um, paratroop walls. Um, from you know, from death from above. Nice. Um, there, there's a card in there for 75 millimeters, which is probably overstating the 65 millimeter gun, but use that. Or just just go with lots of 81 millimeter mortars, and then you know throwing, throwing L6 um, platoon or even L6 formation if you want to use the card, because that was um, obviously ill ill used on the on the Eastern Front. Nice. Yeah. And then yeah, throwing a bit of German you no know, support just to run it out. There you go.
1: The, um, yeah, there isn't a card, is there at all, as a comparison?
2: I don't believe, not I can recall I'm just trying yeah. to think. Well, about... The only difference they would have had would have
0: been the ability to dash across vertical and passable terrain, but that's hardly ever comes up. Uh,
1: yeah, because I, I think there's a Pioneer card in Yeah, oh. I haven't got the Avanti cards to hand. They're somewhere, no. That, that seems like quite a good analog though because they probably would have been
2: i mean, yeah. well they were the best forces they had in the eastern front was it was the was the alpino forces so yeah so
0: get the the death from above mid war pack then mm-hmm. I mean, that should help you fluff out the italians i suppose
1: that looked that that would be a good option i think yeah yeah because is it hello they ones or anything
0: sorry i lost you there for a second mate
1: oh, oh no just saying that that was the heaviest quote-unquote tank they had i think on the eastern front wasn't it the italians yeah l-6. yeah
2: the l6 and then the, the seven monty version at the seven monty 47 yeah. and timothy anderson asks would a
0: bombing campaign by the japanese against indian tea plantations have forced a
2: british surrender in 1941 what well, compared to all other surrenders they did first? <laughs> He's get <laughs> out the bridge now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think Singapore was going to fall any quicker, basically. So, Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, well, it depends what season. Because if it's monsoon season, it, it's yeah, not, it not going to fly, is very it?
0: successful. Yeah.
1: No. A wet fire bombing.
0: It might drive, you know, roast the tea nicely for us.
1: And also prevailing winds, because I presume they'd use something like the incendiary balloons they used against the United States.
0: <laughs> just down so, the
1: yeah, it's going round the sun. It's coming back. <laughs> oh no. Um,
0: I I wonder how much. I don't think a lot of tea actually got here in the forties, did it? From... I guess what
2: it. No, this rationing was on, was a lot. Yeah. Of tea,
1: wasn't it? yeah, used to have to. Was it? Was it rationed? Yeah, massively. So. What did tea just... was?
0: Yeah. You have people using the same tea leaves like twenty, you know, six or seven weeks in a row kind of thing.
2: That's
1: like a, the work
2: tea kit user. Yes.
1: Oh, that, that is... is an in the stiff upper lip, though, because I mean, you're not going to factor in that. Stiff upper lip, if you're not factoring in that. Oh,
0: yeah, that's the trouble. You can't see it now. It's covered by a mask. That's true. They <laughs> <laughs> finally got us. Um... That is the end of an officer answers. Faces, bases, something and something. Yep, banners and
1: yeah, well, tanks?
0: No Faces, bases, banners and browsing
2: guards. What? Ba- yeah. Banners and stand guns. Banners and stand guns.
1: Objects or slighting. Um so I don't know about you guys, but I well, I know Eddie's gone into mass production mode. Just putting stuff together,
0: Fezzograd Grad tank production was in full
2: effect,
1: yeah. But um, I managed to paint my second infantry division in uh 30 days during lockdown. you did sterling work of that. That's really that impressive.
0: impressive, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it w- well.
1: was quite well, it's not quite finished because um, the 57mm anti tank guns haven't turned up yet, but um, but yeah, the three inch guns were uh, an unexpected addition. But, um <laughs> thank you daily deals <laughs> yeah, thank you daily deals, but um it was weird, I actually I don't know it seemed to go quicker painting infantry than tanks, and I think part of the reason for that was I would I'd broken up the monotony of the colours, yeah,
0: so oh, um guys,
1: yeah, so the in the flames of war um painting guide, which I've got handily to hand here, um actually more useful than I thought it was going to be.
3: A fact, it's a good
1: book, useful. I know it's, it's really useful. Um, I've referred to it more than one occasion, especially now that it's got gone back to Vallejo colors. Yes, that's the um, big. Difference. That is the big difference, and and actually just having so in the first um, unit I had with uh, was no camouflage troops in two ID. Uh, apparently, they had been issued some before Normandy. Some of those camouflage stuff that I think the Marines wore as well. Um. So I did, uh, the first unit was just the late war green, and then the second unit had one camouflage figure, and then the third unit had two. And actually, I think it sped things up, because um, you could go through and do, you know, half a unit at a time, and then come back and do a different colour. So, yeah. um that's definitely um, something I'd, I'd not appreciated before. I mean, normally when I've done it with the Germans, it's, it's a bit of a pain, but that's because it's more of a hodgepodge.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, i going through and going, oh, these trousers are grey, these are green. These have yeah. got camo, these haven't. That's as that's... that's Yeah. It, exactly. Um, but having that um, did to make it fly past. And actually also I looked at, um, so I watched quite a bit about colour theory. Um, and I actually ended up shading some of the green with um, Reekland Flesh Wash rather than Agrax Earthshade what? Um, yeah so if you look at Reekland uh, I'm sure it's yes. Reekland Flesh Wash it's actually got quite a lot it's... of red in it yes um, and actually so shading the uh, green helmets rather than the green like uniforms
3: yeah.
1: um, it makes the helmets stand out a bit more so oh, it gives right. a bit of variety um it's something to do because I did it a bit when I was painting Warhammer Fantasy, so I actually ended up doing a demon army where I shaded it with complementary colors. So the idea is that you, you know, uh, you shade greens with reds, reds with greens, yellows with purples, that kind of stuff, and exactly. it, it makes them look a bit um unworldly. But if you do it with um World War II stuff, obviously, because we don't have an awful lot of um wacky color schemes, yeah, um, it does actually make things slightly different in tone. So I did, okay. I did try that. I was quite pleased with how the um, just that little spot of red came out. And it's not super red. It's quite a reddy-brown. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you ever get a chance to watch any of that, it's quite interesting. Um, there's quite a few videos on YouTube, as, as you'd expect, on people going through it, but also from a miniature painting perspective. Yeah. And just looking at it and going, well, okay, well, and I, I listened to another uh, podcast that does um, the Horace Heresy stuff. And one of the guys there was talking about painting black. It's Miles from Little Legends Studios. Yeah. And he said that, you know, if you actually use bits, or like he was talking about black and adding either um, a warm black or a cold black. So you actually add like a blue into the black to make it cold. It doesn't take a lot, but it just changes the, the tone slightly. Um, yeah. So I think I think there's something we could play around with there. Um, and I was watching something as well from... Oh, what's the guy's name? I've forgotten now. Frank Keist, I want to say, on one okay. of the groups. And he just painted some Hermann Goering Legion. And obviously, um, just putting all <laughs> that together for me. He's painted his stuff really, really blue. like So it's not a historical blue at all. And his argument is at 15 mil that um, to be able to see it and to, you know... Um, for your eye to pick it up on the tabletop. He's almost painted like an ultramarine blue. Yeah, yeah. right. Really, really blue. Um, but it, it kind of works. It's weird. Like, you look at it on an individual scale and go, that is way too bright. But on, the, table- on the tabletop. Yeah. yeah. Especially with, you know, a lot of green on the, um, the you know, whatever surface you're playing on and stuff like that. It was quite it was quite unsettling, actually. It just made me think about, um, you know, like you said, we sit here and pour over stuff at, immaculate detail and you get back to sort of six feet away and you can't see it and um i'm I'm definitely gonna look at that for the splinter camo because he had quite a good tutorial as well about painting splinter camo and he actually um, went back and lined the creases with a slightly darker cream okay so the crease in the uniform so you yeah so it wasn't like a shade it was almost literally painting a line behind the 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 camo line so yeah if you ever get a chance uh hop on youtube I, i can't remember his actual channel but um if you just type in like Herman Goering Company painting, it'll come up. Um it's just Definitely. worth 15, 20 minutes. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, cool.
1: What about your um Team Yankee stuff, Lee? You've smashed through tons of um
2: Yeah, so I mean so finished the Har- finished the Harriers off for um the 1985 list. And I thought I'd get on with the desert stuff just because hey, he doesn't love painting desert camo. <laughs> <laughs> Everything <laughs> looks better in desert. Yeah, and like I said, the, the, the um, challenges and the MLRS went really quickly. i was actually surprised how quickly they got through them. I mean, it, it helps I'm not doing say all the chipping I'd normally do. Yeah. We, when you look at all the tanks from the Gulf War, they don't actually look that weathered. Um, I think I think that it can, a combination of the there's modern hard wearing paints and just not being in the field that long when you think about it.
1: Yeah. It probably helps just. You- the, do you think they were sprayed fairly recently, like before they were shipped over as well? Do you think they were probably like a European kind of... Yeah, enemy? well, I mean,
2: some, some of those tanks arrive literally a month before the actual, you know, the, the ground Offensive starts, basically. And they're really not out there that long. I mean, I, I mean, I think they start building up six months... They start arriving in oh, September, the first units. And so then the Grand Offensive Janu- is in January or February. Okay. So it, it's so they- just like... It's not like a, you know, a long desert campaign, like say North Africa was, or anything like that. With um, that modern sort of polymer bait, you know, um, all oh, paints of polymer, so I'm not, good. but that, the hard wearing finishes you have on like um, the modern stuff and that kind of thing. Yeah, because all got, all got properly re all your... got properly, like, like a depot level, rather than like improvised desert camo and that kind of thing.
1: Sorry, can I ask a question about your warriors as mm-hmm. well? Yep, so you've done the there. um you've done the cam not the cargo baggage stuff on the side
2: yeah so one of the things i ne- one of the things i saw was a picture of one of their um before they got up armored of one using like aircraft style cargo netting to hold like um bags and all, all kinds of stuff yeah kind of like a hammock
1: arrangement on the side
2: the, the sort of broad side of the warrior which just makes it look, look a lot more
1: visually interesting how, how did you make them bulk out like that? Because uh, they're not just like, how can I put it? It's actually bulging, isn't it, the camo netting? So there's, right. there's stuff in it and it's, yeah. So
2: what I did, I'm just going to pick it up and just remind myself how I did it. Um, I, stuck on the, I stuck on the Bergens onto the side and like a rough sort of arc. So I figured how would they look once they were held in place and sort of glued them on, sort of following a rough arc as where I see the cargo net going along with like a few like um, bed rolls and um, a jerry can that kind of thing and then I just got because um, it's quite a coarse net it's you know it's not like a like a fine net like you get on, on like a um, camo net or anything like yeah, that rolling traps. yeah I just rolled out some green stuff and cut out three long relatively chunky strips and sort of then put them on for doing one long one long one sort of top line then two slightly shorter ones below it to basically feed the, be the sort of the actual cargo bit of it, and then put on the actual then like the longitudinal lines and shorter bits, but again sort of splaying them out so you can sort of see where they're following the line of the kit under strain. And it just gives that a, like impression of being let like, say an under strain as it were carrying a load kit on the
1: side. Yeah, that 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 intrigued me because it did look it like it was kind of sagging and bulging but i knew that you'd put the camo oh, sorry not the camo the netting on over the top yeah so if that was in, so, so yeah i would i was intrigued by that because it did look weighty on the side it was quite cool
2: yeah i was just trying to say try capture capture how it looked in the photos basically They sort of capture the same sort of lines it's following so i think if i capture that it'd give the same sort of impression of weight as the actual real world example it seems to have done the job because there's been quite a few people saying that you know, quite trapped by how it um, gives a sense of weight, as it were. Yeah, it's definitely nice, man. Yeah, I had, of, I had a couple of mishaps. Like the MLRS, I tried. Like I mentioned I tried doing the old um, black and white panel lining kind of thing. And as soon as I put on the first coat of the actual light stone, it just <laughs> completely swamped it. it so like, boom. Oh. I, mean, I had an issue with the deep. Yeah. With the, with the I you guys the issue with the airbrush. The needle was basically had a slight bend to it, so it was just really. Spluttering the paint yeah. out. I think what I should have done was wait till I got the 0.2 that just arrived the other day, and done a lot more thinner layers. It might have worked. I think I might say I just rushed through it trying to use the 0.4 nozzle. And so my nice new 0.2 is actually um a bit too fine for doing base coating. So I had to get the 0.4 back out. Or try and hopefully <laughs> find a replacement for it. Well,
1: well hopefully there's some places now that's starting to open up a bit and. Um... You know, I did see, actually, something This made me laugh, that there was a pot of non Oil uh, gloss going for 20 quid on eBay the other day. Um, oh, gloss?
2: Because, I mean, I feel like I'm the only person that ever uses gloss. Everyone always uses normal matte stuff. So.
1: Yeah, there's a, yeah, a ton of gloss on the bloody shops. It, it just made me laugh. I looked at it and went, oh, okie dokie then.
2: As far as I know, I'm the only person who uses gloss. It always feels like everyone goes, why using the gloss? Because it just, it just, it's just better for pinstriping,
1: Oh, you are completely right. I, I didn't I didn't consider that before, but I used it on um like the webbing. Mm-hmm. So where I wanted to create a very thin line between the webbing and the, the um the uniform underneath. Yeah. Using a gloss wash just it it comes off the brush so much easier and yeah. doesn't um yeah, doesn't get sucked into creating like a, a, a watermark almost. Exactly. Like,
2: and that's why people hate it because they're trying to use it like a normal wash and it's not for that. The gloss stuff is there so you can do a very controlled pin wash style effect, I find. And it works yeah. really well over even an acrylic gloss varnish. Normally you try and use the opposing, so you'd use an enamel gloss for an acrylic wash or vice versa. But I found that, I found that the non Oil gloss works over, even acrylic, works really well over an acrylic wash still. So that says and the faff around with fitness and
1: stuff. I have to what? say, I'm going to pick up some of that. Um, yeah, when, it, when Games Workshop opens and uh, back up again, I'm going to get some of the gloss because um, the uh, soft black from Secret Ammo, is what I use at the moment, it, that's really nice, but it does um, create quite a feathered edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pick some of that up because, yeah, the gloss Agrex Earthshade is that's what i started to use it for now. I used to use it for, like, um, glossing over just, like, um, gold uh, ammunition rounds yeah you know we've done the brass rounds yeah. but obviously i use a dull coat afterwards and i thought to myself why have i done that i'm just going to dull it down anyway and then yeah. I, I tried what you did and yeah it, it does it does work very nicely because so i haven't got a gloss sepia wash i noticed
2: it when i was doing the, the washing on the and on the chief on the challengers oh yeah how, how it was just spraying out a bit more than it like say when i did it previously on like um with like the gloss known on the, on the chieftains and that so it's quite interesting it confirmed to me that yes it's definitely the way to go is to use a gloss one if you go do it for a pin wash hmm, nice there we go yeah the question is what to paint once this wash is done i'm just literally on the um base coating right now ne- the highlights right now i well, think
1: I, i'm obviously going for punishment mm-hmm. because i think i'm going to paint my home and going next which is more infantry Jeez. See, I was looking I forward
2: to when you were talking about doing the passage for the Iranians. Uh, there was a, there's a, a period, period about three days when I was a serious contender for you doing it. With, uh, with three maxed out platoons. That's going to be so many figures. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it's a lot of figures. But uh, I was thinking about this, actually, because if I get my... I've got, I'm looking at it now. My third Thunderbolt company... <laughs> My, um, your egyptians, <laughs> um, and I've got um, I have got the uh, daily deal, ding ding ding, ding on, on the um, BMPs as well. Yeah.
3: Nice.
1: So I've got a bmp one company. So I was playing around with the idea of actually having a Thunderbolt company supported by a um, formation of the bmp ones. Yeah. Nice. So that's all of the RPGs, and if yeah.
2: Well, the sackers too.
1: It's Quite a lot of sagas,
2: Simon. Simon saggers sagas because he used to field um, certainly at least one BMP one company in his in his um Egyptian force. And it just swamped me if I wasn't careful, it just swamped the bagak sixes, even who have a decent save against it. But even so, it's only so many saves you can 50 50 saves you can make under 10,
1: ten shot,
0: bit. nine shots. Yeah, yeah.
1: well, then the mid, yeah, the medium one with the extra grail. Is 25 points exactly on the nose. Yeah. Um, and combine that with the uh, three companies of the Thunderbolt, I think they're 19 points each. Jeez. So, and you've got the Hales information, so I think it leaves you, I can't remember now, it's, it's something like you've got like 10 points left over for whatever you want to put in as well. You need your napalm to go up against that. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's an in, it's, it's an interesting option. But yeah, I mean the Passage is I, I was a bit gutted when it didn't come off actually, but um I couldn't really justify the investment it was gonna take to buy. £75
2: 10. to get free form. was it £75? And no, it's £150 Oh yeah, sixty pounds down, yeah.
1: there's fifteen quid a pop for uh and you need ten uh, nine company boxes. Yeah because you
2: you is. found some that had them for like um nine pounds a blister. And it turned out yeah. just to be an error on their
1: part. Like... It was, and I, I kind of got it, because when they, they turned around and said, um, yeah, we can't do it for that, I completely understand, because when he pointed yeah. it out, it was like, yeah, half price, basically. Yeah. But, so I get it. Um, but then I, I, I... Also, the problem was, it wasn't just that. He's was looking at that and going, oh, that's all the Besage infantry, Brill, Oh, my God, I need, like, 40 more points of stuff. And it's like 80 yeah. Cobras <laughs> as well. Yeah. It just becomes <laughs> the insane. Just... Of models. I mean, it it, it would have been cool because um, they've all got this, they got the same thing that that um had, where you know the the recce, so They've all got that scout move at the start of the game.
0: Oh yeah. God!
1: So you you get up and run with whatever it is, seventy five bases of
0: AK infantry. Would've...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you've got thirty bases of RPGs backing them up, and you just <laughs> just run at people. And <laughs> you know, they're going to die in droves, but. You know, maybe that's one, but I mean, that's an awful lot of infantry. I mean, it's weird though. I, I don't know if you guys feel the same. I know Eddie turned out, but sorry, I, I've we. sorry, keep you breaking that, mate. I'm more comfortable with the infantry. Oh, oh start, sorry, try, start that again. Well, I'm just saying that, um, I know you, you know, you can pump out tanks like goodness knows what, Eddie, yeah, but um. Weirdly, I i feel like at the moment I'm more comfortable painting infantry. I don't You're
0: know why. You're getting grooves, and mm. it, just, sort of, it, it is, just seems less effort when you, you kind of think working with your, your palettes and stuff. I mean, the airbrushing that I was doing took a while to get going, but then once I kind of remembered and learned, relearned how to mix things down and and, and listen to the airbrush, and then it really started to flow.
1: Actually, I'll tell you something that I have learned actually from painting as well. I got got into, um, so I'm quite a methodical painter. Once I've got my method for doing something, that's it. Yeah. You know, like with the infantry, once I got it down on pat, what I wasn't paying attention to was what I was actually looking at a couple of times. Okay. So I, I was using all the same colors and doing all the same thing and painting it the same way and all that kind of stuff. But I made a I think I made an error of I picked up the wrong bottle and it was the wrong bottle of green. It wasn't the no. uniform green. But I carried I was carrying on because I was I wasn't watch I wasn't paying attention to what my eye was telling me. I was going, right, you get this green, you then uh wash it down with this colour and and I was looking at it going, why is this not looking right? And yeah. it's because I wasn't actually trusting myself knowing that it was wrong and going back and double checking it was uh, you know, I started looking at it and going. Well, you know, oh, I need, that wash hasn't quite wor- worked. What did I do with that? I and it was just it. the wrong green. I told you about the open day, didn't I? The open day, D-Day
0: defenders. Where I did an entire mm. German company of infantry, and because I did it last minute. Dot com at two in the morning, I picked up the bottle of uh, German grey, not German field grey.
2: <laughs> yep, that'll <laughs> do it. It's got got like nineteen sixty World War Two world film. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs>
0: I was like, Be I was fair, like
2: there's so much color variation on, on that uniform it probably so yeah. but
0: i did the same thing and i was like why doesn't it look right i was like oh and and then one of the things that i've been trying to remind myself is yeah paints dry differently the colors yep. shift as they yep. dry and uh, and it didn't shift and i was like well, why do these look wrong and i looked down in the morning <laughs> and then i went uh, when i went to bed i saw sitting beside my bed where i'd put it the german field gray for me to pick up i was like
2: no <laughs> Well, that was like um, doing the challenges when trying to try and do a cheeky bit of airbrush priming during my lunch break. Cause I'm working from home. Yeah. I sprayed them and the paint was just not flowing right. It was like pooling on the model. And I thought, that doesn't normally happen to the plastic. But rather than stop and investigate, I plowed yeah. on. Always the, stop. Yeah. And the finish was just looking horrible. And I looked, what's going on here? I looked at the bottle and I, so I have surface primer, desert tan, in a small bottle rather than a big bottle. But what I did is, I picked up a light stone base coat and was trying to prime the model uh, with the base coat. The plastic, old school. Yeah, and it was just not, it just wasn't having it. And then thankfully, um, I managed to spray a coat. Once it dried, I sprayed a coat of the primer over the top so it would go into the edges and it kind of worked. Okay. And in the end, the challenge just came out looking okay. So I got away with it. But yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, if it's not looking right, definitely stop, investigate, rectify, rather than yeah, just plowing yeah. on because it's just heartbreaking otherwise. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, um, looking forward to just actually making some headway with painting now. I've, I've done a load of building over the last three weeks, bits and pieces, and sorting out, getting everything correlating and sorted. And now I've should actually get some projects finished which would be nice have some new armies by going to first? um i did a 28 millimeter tiger for the battlefield hobbies painting competition um which was good to have that as inspiration i did it slapdash because i wasn't that bothered about it um no
1: you can't say that you're, you're no, supposed to say how many i, I spent hours pouring over this
0: no because i had a deadline i didn't have a lot of painting time i was waiting to get it finished and I did, you know. And being a World War Two Tiger, it's like, oh no, I messed up on that little bit of because I was learning the airbrush again. I, I broke out my new um, Infinity airbrush, which is actually quite different to the Neo. And I'm learning its foibles of how it likes its paint and how you know you've got to learn how it talks to you as to what issue it is. Um, I think twice I managed to accidentally unscrew the nozzle cap and then flood it all with paint and go, oh, God, what have I done that for? Um, But anyway, every time I kind of went, oh, there's a bit of a splodge there. I, you know, went through my 1944, 45 reference books and found all the crappy painted actual German tanks that were done in the field and uh, cut myself a big slice of slack. And went, well, Mm -hmm. you know, I tidied it up with the next color if I could
2: but that's, yeah, the, that's the thing was try to capture that sloppiness sometimes it's like try to do um the air identification strip on late war soviets that white strip that gets painted on yeah, very yeah. roughly by the guys and you'll try and capture that sort of rough shot look of it without it looking like oh it's just a really bad paint job well it is a really you'll bad actually, paint job <laughs> you're trying to make a you're trying to make a really, really really bad paint job look like I'm painting a really bad paint job rather than this is a bad paint so
1: yeah. you know I mean that's that's the art. That really is, because yeah, you're right. It, it was just whitewash paint and if you got it in a vaguely circular formation, all well and good. Oh.
3: Uh, again
1: going back to the um painting guide, they've actually got a little bit on that and they, they show you how to paint the um runs. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that looks pretty really cool. Um one thing I am actually quite looking forward to and i I am gonna give this a go at some point is a snow um I've never done a whitewash army. So I'm going to give that a try at some point, but I don't know what. because I always want um, to... I... It's just always just...
2: It's well, just... whitewash. Yeah, but it's just like, when it's like you're making a snow table. It has to have a snow table, it looks weird. Yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a personal fight, but i definitely do it because it'll look awesome. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, I just... I, I don't know what to do. The
0: quickest yeah. one I ever painted was a Finnish T26 from my... Um, winter war stuff where I just sprayed it white, and then got a sponge, and then just sponged chipped the uh undercoat on and went, Oh, well,
1: it actually looks really good. <laughs> find- I've got a question actually. Would they see to me snow like whitewash camo? Oh, uh, sorry, whitewash painting feels very mid war, but did they do it like up to 44 and things and uh, afterwards? I don't know if they bothered because the, the, the would been... Yeah, because it's just white, white paint sloshed over the top, isn't it?
2: Yeah. One thing I always wanted to do, so close I got, was doing my Brit, a Brit Paraforce um, for doing Ardennes, mainly because I wanted mm-hmm. to do tanks with like their um, neck curtain winter camo. Yes. I, I was desperately trying to work out a way of doing it because I loved the idea of trying to capture it somehow. So, Wait, t- that so to, to get the camouflage of the, sh- the tanks, the, the the Churchills and the Shermans, they, they got all these old net curtains from the civvies nearby. They weren't old, they were just the nearest. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, neck net curtains and just put on the tanks, basically, to give us like white sheeting effectively. It would have to be either etched brass
0: or
1: <laughs> a, a really Jesus. fine paper doily. Could you not just use like very fine cloth anyway
2: probably it's, it's like it's one of the things I want to try one day it's just like gauze like yeah but when I was doing research I found yeah, like that the snow suits the Paris had actually might have only just been given to a few guys just for um, publicity shots I just <laughs> think I could be to do more paris and dancing and smocks when would already done a whole Italian oh. of them so it's just like just have a few winter bases and a few wearing smocks Magnetised snow clumps.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Stick on the bases.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think gauze might be a, a good, yeah, good way forward. But that would be quite disheartening painting a, a model and then <laughs> covering it out with a, a fine gauze.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that like one of the things on the, on the warriors was trying like capture all these weird st- um, like storage bins? that are literally welded onto tanks, and some of them are really weird angles to the body and i just put it on it just looks like i just glue a bit of plastic on here i oh, just it have to de- welded it on that's the thing yeah. so you're,
0: you're yeah. replicating something that isn't aesthetic you know yeah
2: should we shoot and scoot then boys we should yeah right so i'll just put a dice up while we're talking and it is a generic US armoured division, I'm guessing, because it's got the cannon with their, um, bisected by the, the lightning flash Woo! in a triangle.
0: That's, yep, that's US armoured. There's
2: no, there's no number on it to make it a bespoke, a uh, specific one, make it probably really tiny at this size. So yeah. it's up to you guys. We're going to call it um, spearheads and make it trained? That'd do. that do me, third armoured. do third. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd do fourth and they're trained as well. So. Yeah, but they're not spearhead. I know, but... The, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> I mean, debate for another day. Um, right, so four <laughs> plus two. So no, does for a veteran. Nope, doesn't matter, veteran or nothing. <laughs> just stuck out mm, the open of the woods no. in pack
0: forty-three to the face. All those long guns smashing into you as you are no longer concealed. That's a shame.
2: That sounds like my playstyle. star
0: <laughs> deployed <laughs> and then destroyed. Yep. If you're terrifying not Terrifying flashback. If you're not in the bar by turn three, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> the Armoured Train Record podcast you've been listening to was Sheep and Scoot, the Flames of War podcast from the team at Breakthrough Assault. Uk. I was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and responsible social distancing. Stay alert. Stay alert.
1: And don't conga for. Ooh! Don't spoil
0: I it. Know. Don't spoil it. I know. Prime prime content to talk about there. Clutching at straws.
1: Yeah, yeah I know. That and the it's highlighting from Tony.
0: Denethor highlighting.
1: Yeah, it's one of the questions on officer answers. Den- What's the meaning <laughs> of Denethor highlighting?
0: Denethor highlighting. Huh? Denethor highlighting. The, the... Denethor. No, Denethor, the the, the the father of Faramir and Boromir.
1: Oh, I thought. Sorry, I thought you meant like um, yeah. Denison.
0: It's Smart. where you pile all your models on a bonfire and set them alight. Yeah, <laughs> and then run off a roof. Yeah, but you do a, you run a mini marathon, then jump off a roof.
3: Yeah.